It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. New features for 2017 as well. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, Desi shows his commitment to stamping out match fixing by removing any time try scorer from his game plans. After achieving it all in the game of rugby league, James Maloney to take on his biggest challenge yet doing it all with service from Robbie Farah. Ivan clarifies his bus analogy. The Tigers are terrible with timing, smell bad, and piss off everyone who expects them to show up. Plus, we look back at all the action from round 13 of the 2017 NRL season. All that more this week in Lee. Welcome to episode 258 of This Week in League. I'm Nick. And I'm Jay. How you going, my man? I'm cold. It's fucking freezing up here. Look, I don't know exactly what the temperature is. Let me consult the weather app on my on my Apple iPhone. But <laughs> I would I would imagine that we are well into the teens. Like, unspeakable human conditions. 13 degrees and clear at the moment. What kind of fucking... Fucking who world. invented temperatures in the teens? That's what I want to know. That is some bullshit. Fucking world hotening in decline. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's, you it's know, a fucking myth. You talk about your global warming. I can tell you, as you can see, thirteen degrees. It's fucking freezing. It is not warming. Literally, the freezing yes. temperature of water at the moment at thirteen <laughs> degrees. <laughs> it's fucking science, bitch. <laughs> it's very, it's it's very cold though, and. uh before you fucking take your little mittens off and get your tweeting fingers out, oh, it's cold here. I live in fucking Buffalo Snowland, and it's fucking minus five. Yeah, but you you made your bed. Yeah. All I'm saying is it's fucking freezing here, and I regret living. Yeah, <laughs> need to move north. Do you know what? It it's that thing of if you are a professional boxer, yes, getting hit by the heavyweight champ mm-hmm. doesn't hurt that much. If you're a fucking everyday Joe that that doesn't fight and another everyday Joe punches you you're going to feel the effects more it's all fucking relative exactly exactly so I'm talking to you Canberra shut the fuck up yeah Canberra in Canberra definitely a thing now (laughs) (laughs) and boy don't they need it yes because they freeze when they travel north Hmm. and uh, welcome to all our new listeners and uh, this weekend weather and uh, don't forget, if you're a new listener and you're on Twitter, give us a shout, and we will get the mighty Twill Nation to show you some love and uh, get you some instant followers, uh, some rugby league loving internet buddies for everybody. Now uh, the mailbag this week, heard from uh, from uh, oh, no, I'm going to save that one until a bit later. Remind me, remind me when we go to start the recaps and we're talking about stats. I've got a stat for you. Uh, Which Giannis, game? Yarnison, just uh, generally. Oh, okay. The NRL in general. Ooh. Yarnison, it's called Mateus. Says uh. The dog, the dog's had an honesty session. 
I just expect following that. Is the dog's honesty session such a good idea considering the Coffs Harbour police were involved in the previous session? I heard that a very unorthodox occurrence happened after that game in the dressing rooms and the chairman, what's his name, Dib, yep. came down and uh, and he said, I want to address the players without you, Desmond. Oof. Please vacate the room. And, I, and I'm read, as I'm reading it, I'm going through the thought process of what I imagine <laughs> Desi would be like, well, fuck, this ain't good. Yeah. But apparently it was all like, get around Desi cunts. Fucking who's not with him? You know, that's sort of like, I was trying to like weed out the... Yeah. So, interesting times though. I mean, he's only just re-signed. Has the full support of the board, I'm sure. At at this stage... Yes. Hasler is living on um, Kieran Foran. The the promise the promise of of the promise of two thousand and eleven Kieran Foran coming to the Bulldogs oh, yeah. in two thousand eighteen. You, know, you fuckers asked me to fix the issues we had. I told <laughs> you that I would do it, and I've recruited these people to do it. How are you going to fire me before I actually get a, a chance? You can imagine him doing. <laughs> what the, how, how do you even sell that in a board meeting? He's like, I've recruited this broken down fucking degenerate. <laughs> Who's seven years past his the best of it? say let's say four years past the best of his career, and uh, spends half the year injured, and he's going to turn us around. I, I'm certain of it. Yeah, it. I've seen five eighths in this club before. <laughs> <laughs> Passion with a UN. Yeah. Um, fucking Melbourne dodged a bullet on that though. You know what? Melbourne would have fucking had that dude bionic as fuck and he would have played the full season with excellence. No. See, I know you're thinking because that's happened every previous time with Melbourne. Yeah. But can you imagine that the first fucking time Bellamy looks across a table and shows a picture of someone's kids with gaffer tape around their mouth (laughs) and foreign just gives him the dead eye stare back? Like, do you find who it is? Do your worst, cunt. <laughs> well, he'd be, no, well, he'd be like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. Was that your kid? You're a beautiful kid. Craig. Kieran. <laughs> are you fucking sh- Are you serious right now? Kieran, I'm going to murder your children. Frantically who? Googling. What do children? You, do you have to pay child support after children are dead? <laughs> um, yeah. I would just imagine he'd be... You, 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 it's, you'd be giving him news. Oh, I've got kids, have I? <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> oh Craig they always they told me the boys told me before I signed up they told me you were fucking comedy genius <laughs> but enough of the comedy now, now what do you really ta- what do you really call me in here for <laughs> uh, I want to know how you I want to know I know. I want to know how you got those burns all over your body what are you talking about what burns are you burns are you oh were they from those big fucking pyro fucking things outside of the casino <laughs> uh, what kid I've seen that kid I think I've seen that kid on someone's Instagram before. <laughs> yeah. oh, my mates sent me a pic. Is that crazy bitch? <laughs> yes. Uh, um, De Niro. D3NIRO. Before giving your kiss of death, I mean tips this week, please remember what the dogs did the week after they last held zero. Well, I'm not going to give you a spoiler as to what the tips may or may not be this week just yet. But, um... How dare you even attempt to influence tipping genies? I got seven out of seven last week. Not many people did that in the top ten, let me tell you. Yes. The so-called good tipsters. And good. so now I've rocketed up into like the 40-somethings, which is only like three points out of the top ten. <laughs> you know, which sounds a lot better. That's fantastic. A good week this week, and I'm going to be 
fucking smacking you all. What are you on the list? Um, I didn't get on. I forgot to sign up <laughs> at the beginning of the year. So you, whatever the number of people we got in there, like 150 or so, you're 151. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm fuck, fuck. I am the worst fucker ever for actual like organised tipping comps, simply because my Thursday nights are working all day after waking up fucking well, why Thursday? tired and shit. Why Thursday night? Well, there's Thursday night games for the majority of the first part of the year. What I do is I get the tips like to get the top 10 for the show. Yeah. I'll take that screenshot. Yeah. Then there's the tip now button and I throw them in there and I don't fucking think about it again. Yeah. The teams have barely come out. The last changes certainly haven't happened. Yeah, true. <laughs> so the fact that the, the, the um, fact that I could somehow get a 7 out of 7 week then it's, under uh, those circumstances. Yeah, so I have to go change them this week because I heard that Kronk's out for so this game. Friend, friend of the years. Um, friend of the working all day. And I and think I tipped the storm too, so... I'm yeah. going to get the uh, the young fella has training on Thursday afternoons. Yeah. So we have to get down to uh, Brothers. Yeah. And at that stage, I am trying to stop the two-year-old you know, running off and... This cavalcade of problems that you're presenting me with at the moment sounds like you need to get yourself a touch of the forehands. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, I'm ready. <laughs> Throw me in. <laughs> Put me in. <laughs> uh, uh, De Niro again said uh, he was he was tweeting during the doggies game. Look, if this keeps up, we'll get a three and a half hour this week in league with two and a half hours of the three hoses Dutch ruddering each other. <laughs> Mate, if this show goes two and a half hours, it'd be a fucking miracle. I've got yeah. a feeling it's going to be a quick show this I'm week. I'm here for a fucking good time, not a long time. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I've got a good feeling about a quick sub three hour show. Yeah, nice. Uh, sub two hour even. I'll tell you uh, what, though, just fucking yeah. warning for anyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say who, but there was, you know, one one fan of the dogs who, uh, you know, greatly offended yourself and myself, and look what our teams have fucking done to his club. Yeah. I was, so I was, I was chatting with Nate earlier this afternoon for the segment, and then we've gone uh, 74 mm. nil <laughs> on that fucking cunt side. Yeah. So, yeah, Jim, that. But, you know, uh, I mean, you know, please, you know, don't hurt us, GT John. <laughs> but yeah, I think that we put your team on the spit like a fucking goat. And uh, yeah. New, new merchandise coming out, the Canterbury Bankstown finger traps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good times. I think it was Perm that retweeted this one for us, uh, some journo chick. Um, Phoebe Moore. I'd, I could click on there to see where she's from, but, I, you know, whatever. Maybe she's from Nine News Gold Coast, potentially. Uh, Anthony Watts is handed a 12-month intensive correction order for assaulting an elderly man. Ooh. That's a shame. Our mate. Still waiting for that contact from your lawyer, buddy. That's, um, it's, that's tough to hit an old guy. You know, like you know, you should- well, do you remember? I mean, you just you know, back at two, it was it was a an ongoing meme on this show that how, yes. how Glenn had like to fight old people. Yeah, true. Because one time he was doing a PT session, and and uh, I think some old bird, you know, on the, on the in the park or on the walking path, you know, must have said something out of line, and <laughs> yeah, so Glenn's fired up, and you know, probably cow punched him. I can't remember how the story exactly went, but yeah. <laughs> he's probably going for the one hit kill. <laughs> <laughs> While they're, doing, while they're phoning their bets in. <laughs> Listening to the, the wireless. Fantastic. Mahan, it's called Aaron. Uh, this is regarding Jared staying with the Gold Coast, extending for one year. Hmm. Of course, Jared Haynes stayed with the Gold Coast for 2018. They had the Commonwealth Games. 
Ash has so many dreams. Yep. I'll tell you what, from everything I've heard, mm. any sort of um, games, yep. be they Olympic Commonwealth Masters, mm-hmm. just turn into an absolute fuckfest after. So yep. people have all of this, you know, uh, focus and drive. Pent up discipline that they need to unleash. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, people have been working towards this thing for years. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden... The weight lifts. It's done. Yeah. And they're in this place surrounded by some probably very athletic, good-looking people. <laughs> and uh, everyone's getting it on, so, you know, maybe Jared just wants to be around. And without naming names, like, yeah, I mean, there, there, there have been Twill Nation people involved in, in what you're talking about right now. Yes. You and I know for an absolute fact. Yes. <laughs> so, um... Yes. Good times for that person, though. Um, <laughs> oh, you go down to the Cafe Millionaires of Gelato right now. <laughs> Oh god! There you go. Fucking unpack that. You fucking oh, <laughs> unpack that, Matlock. <laughs> <laughs> Rob sold out. Uh, I always feel safe when I wake up from a nightmare, and we have Nathan Pete instead of a Farrah in the nine. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> beautiful service. Indeed, indeed. Uh, just, did you see Pete's um, non-tweet just, or just pure no pure Twitter class? Oh, okay. The the fake tweet came out last week. Yeah. And it was somebody. That, I, I don't, don't know. I don't follow. I don't follow him. So was it legitimately a fake tweet, or was it a delete screenshot? Screenshot deleted it. No, no, no. I no thought no. twice. It was a different Twitter handle. So okay. Somebody's either photoshopped it, or they've just made a Twitter account. Yeah, okay. With that, um, and they've tweeted out uh, after the Panthers pounded the dogs. That are, I haven't seen dogs get abused like that since we celebrated the Origin win in Piercey's in hotel room. Right? Yeah. And then it went up on Facebook. Yeah. So it was like a screenshot of then Twitter became like on the Facebook. Thing. Yep. Pizza's got on Twitter and said, there's a fake tweet going around supposedly from me. It's funny. I won't lie, it's pretty funny. <laughs> but it wasn't me, so yeah. disregard it. Yeah. I don't think that could have been handled any better. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're going to handle it, that is the only way to handle it. That is fantastic. Yep. But I mean, he's 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 known for, known for being pretty good on socials. Yeah. So... The Curse uh, Chapo is in relation to changing the name of Shark Park to Reclaim Australia Stadium. Every time I tried to, the Facebook app crashed. Says Chapo. But uh, we also had, I want to say it was from our uh, the uh, the Egg Council creeper gentleman, and as he he tweeted us about the about down in Melbourne. Oh Amy yeah. Park. Wet Korean housewife. Yeah, there's a wet Korean housewife. That's They've even thrown some extra flavour on it. it. It was apparently rainy and gloomy. Yeah, so yeah. fantastic. So that's that's good enough. So reclaim reclaim obviously needs to be yeah reclaimed I'm, in, that's, in, uh, on that's Facebook. Pretty poor. Yep. And uh, your Facebook app's crashing. Of course, it's great. Yeah, mate. Cool story. Twill tourist this week. A special one from Ashley is uh, at flash one four eight zero on Twitter. And he sent us a photograph of himself uh, in Nagoya, Japan. Yes. Married. Just married to his lovely now wife. So congratulations, sir. Fantastic. That's the best the best uh, twill tourist one we've ever had. Yeah, I think it is. So uh, congratulations. And uh, may you uh, have a very happy time and 
play the show to your wife and uh, endless hours of enjoyment explaining it. Yeah. Because I remember when I was living in Japan, um, there were a couple of other Aussies there in the area, mm. and we'd get together and be just chatting shit and getting drunk, and then some of the Japanese girls from my work are going, look, just want to give you the, just give you the, the, the word... A lot of the a lot of the chicks around here think you guys are like fucking like sexual deviates. And like going, huh? Fuck in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we go, why would you say that? What? Because because you're talking about sex all the time. No, oh, oh okay. Now it's now I then with at the time very limited Japanese had to break down the many uses of the word fuck <laughs> and it doesn't actually just correlate. You're not talking when you're talking about fucking this and fucking. You're not talking about having sex. It could be very. It could be. I mean, and until you actually as a as an English native speaker, yeah, until you okay. sit down and actually think about the myriad uses of the word fuck, it actually takes a lot of thought to explain it. And you go, no, this is the deal, and then uh, mm-hmm. she's like, okay, cool. Which was then communicated back to the the general thing, and then it was you know. On. So after that, she you know what went back to fucking an octopus. Or <laughs> after after that, we were di- we were dispensing the octopuses, yeah. <laughs> as it were. <laughs> fantastic. Oh, Japan's fantastic place. One of my happy places. Just goes to show you what you know. Decades of you know, regression can do to a uh, society. <laughs> well, you know, it's your regression. Or you know, or is that is it like you know progress? <laughs> I mean, you know, um, repression. You got repression against? at Re- the repre- least. Repression. I think it's repression. And it's the it's the Catholic schoolgirl thing on a nationwide base. You know, like and probably even more. Well, yeah. Exaggerated scale. Catholic schoolgirls. They're, they're told they're going to hell. Mm-hmm. But you know, Japan had hell given to them twice. Yes. Uh, yes. They did. You know. And uh, out of that came panty vending machines. Yeah, yeah. But also, to their credit, whiskey vending machines, and also <laughs> one liter with screw top fucking little mini kegs of beer vending machines Fantastic. too. Uh, so there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good came out of you'd it. Like, I you'd suppose. like to think that somewhere <laughs> Einstein's looking down on them, going, <laughs> you know, it all worked out. <laughs> Now, the segment formerly known as This Week in Luke Dawn is up again, and the guys are emailing me this week, and they said, look, we're having trouble. Next year, we're going to have to pick one fucking over, the, <laughs> one past that Australian player to rename. We're going to have to go back to the one guy, because uh, it's getting hard to do it each week. So, um, we'll see what they cook up this week, but yeah, the, the, I guess time to put our thinking caps on, because we can't really make a decision now, because we don't know who's going to wash out here this year and end up there next Just year. pick the MVP for the week. It's okay if you get the same player twice. You don't yeah, have to have a different one true. every week. But is it the MVP on the scale of like actual MVP, or is it like as in like Pomeroy sort of? Yeah, no, the sarcastic Justin version. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. There you go, boys. Do that way. Fucking Christ, Brits! Do we have to think of everything for you? Oh, exactly. Be a little, be a little bit imaginative. They got a little bit on their plate at the moment, maybe. Maybe that's all. What? They, they know they're Brexiting. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this, you're fucking letting the terrorists win. Yeah. Alan Paul Walker said, uh, Lesignan's weakest link, Ben Pomeroy. <sighs> and I'm not going to pronounce his fucking French froggy names, but uh, the Grizzlies are running everything his way, scoring every time, <laughs> sending back to the NRL. <laughs> 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 What's he going to fucking do over here? He'd play for like some regional. 
a really yeah. nice country outside, like you know, like it'd, it'd be like the the tier two tiers down from like the the uh, interest level. Maybe he'd be like a guy. He'd be playing in the league that like you know like someone like Cliffy Lines would be playing in now for fun because he could smoke durries while he's on the field. <laughs> <laughs> Except Pomeroy would be striving. <laughs> he's like, I'm giving it all I got, coach. So yeah. Um, anyway, before I forget to fucking put the segment in, take it away uh, for the boys at Super League Pod and make sure you follow them on Twitter and listen to their fucking podcast. Love it. Nice one, gents. Tom and Mark here from the Super League Pod bringing you a weekly roundup of all things ESL this week on The Longboat. Yeah, and we start this week on Friday night. It was Leeds Rhinos against Lee Centurions. Leeds and Lee kicked off the weekend's action with a 22-14 victory for the Rhinos. On a rainy night in West Yorkshire, Adam Cuthbertson and Joel Moon continued their rejuvenation in form by crossing for the Rhinos. Lee's ill-discipline continues to cost them as they spent 20 minutes of this one with players in the Simbin. So with only eight points in it, Centurions head coach Neil Jukes might be left wondering what might have been. And on Saturday, a brave second-half revival from Wigan's patched up youngsters was not enough to present the champions succumbing to their fifth defeat in six games without a win as they lost out 39 points to 26 away at Hull FC. The Black and Whites hit the Sheds 26 points to four ahead at half time and tries from Steve Michaels, Mark Minicello and Albert Kelly contributed to their overall tally. Wigan bagged the first two tries of the second half to make things interesting and in fact both sides scored six tries apiece. Wigan failing to hit their conversions making all the difference with Hull now holding a five point advantage over their guests in the competition standings. Moving on to Sunday, where Witness Vikings took on the Catalan Dragons. Witness made their way off the bottom of the table thanks to a 26-6 victory over the Dragons. Fresh from last Monday's win over Leeds Rhinos, Witness had little trouble dispatching a weary-looking Dragon side. Tries from Jack Buchanan, Corey Thompson and Reese Hambry got Witness home in this one, whilst Catalans could only manage a solitary try scored by Sam Mower. And you could hear the cowbell ringing out across the John Smith Stadium this Sunday as Rick Stone's Huddersfield Giants recorded an impressive 44 points to 4 victory over the consistently inconsistent Warrington Wolves. England winger Jerry McGillray grabbed a brace for the Giants along with one from Urban Samurai and the reason mum's out late again, Jake Mamo. Jordan Turner also crossed on his home debut having signed last week from Canberra. The pressure increases on Tony Smith's men now who have only managed one unconverted Tom Lynham try in response to all of Huddersfield's points. Meanwhile, on the other side of the Pennines, Inform Wakefield were able to hold off an Inform Salford with a 32-24 victory away at the AJ Bell Stadium. Mason Caton Brown continues to prove more than able deputy for injured Wakefield flyer Tom Johnston as he bagged a hat-trick for Wakey. Having led at half-time, Wakey capitulated their lead before a Sam Williams kick was gathered by highly rated youngster James Batchelor to touch down in the final moments to seal the win for Trin. And in the final game of the weekend, the slightly shuffled Castleford side had enough in the tank to come back from 12-4 down at half-time to record a 16-12 win over an improving St Helens team. There was no Luke Gale or Zach Hardacre for Cass, so much of their offence went through young half-back Tom Holmes, who also crossed the line for the Tigers. Mike McMeekin and young debutant Kieran Gill scored the others for Castleford in response to tries from Mark Percival and the fat Gareth Bale, Louis McCarthy Scarsbrook. 
Yeah, all that means Castleford remain top on 28 points. Four clear of Salford in second and six ahead of Leeds and Wakefield, who occupy third and fourth spots respectively. Hull lie fifth on 21 points, with a five-point advantage over Wigan in six. St. Helens and Catalan Dragons make up the rest of the top eight. At the bottom of the table, Witness have moved up into 11th place at the expense of the Lee Centurions, with Huddersfield and Warrington still filling the remaining middle eight places. Now, memberships, uh, we, knew this, we knew this day was coming, and it is that critical time. Now, firstly, thank you very, very much to everybody who's jumped on board. The response has been phenomenal, as it always is. Um, it's great to see the old gang getting back on board, and it's great to see all these new people, and, and, and people who've been listening for a little while, but, you know, for like three years or something, and, and then they're you know, jumping on from membership now. It's excellent to see all the new faces and stuff, um, so thank you very much. Now, what's going to happen is... We're going to shut them down for pre-order on Sunday night at some indeterminate time. You basically, they're not going to be shut down, but you can order through until the early hours of Monday morning. Uh, the reason for this is because obviously I can't, you know, the printers aren't going to answer any emails or anything like that until, you know, sometime through the day on Monday. But first thing Monday, I'll be collating all the orders and I'll be, you know, laying out all the sizes that we're going to need and things like that, figuring out which are the most demanded sizes. And then when I bump up the level of um, of uh, stuff that we buy, there will be extras. Probably won't be too many, probably like, you know, 25, something like that. And uh, what I'll be doing then is extrapolating from the sales we've already had and figuring out uh, which sizes are going to be mostly in demand. So I would say, just having a quick squeeze at it earlier, uh, I would say that probably medium up to 2XL will probably have some extras. Anything under or over that, you're probably best to get in on Sunday or at least, you know, hit us on DM or something and, um, you know, signal your intentions or whatever so that, so that we can uh, accommodate you uh, when the time comes because I want to get these hoodies out because uh, yep. the keyrings are actually here. I've got them in the back room. I've got to go and grab them later. you got to give you yours, yeah, man. Right. And I'll, I'll kick the stickers off at the same time as the, the, uh, the, the hoodies because like, the hoodies will probably take like... You know, a week or two to turn around. The stickers will only take like you know two days, probably. Yep. So then they'll be all ready to go. So that'd be great. So hopefully, you know, like you know, get it all kicked off on like the Monday, and then you know, hopefully, good to sort of you know start mailing them out. You know, you know, within a fortnight after that, which would be fantastic. Then, the other thing we need to do is do the chase variants. Oh yes. Where what is one in ten? Mm-hmm. You and I will whack it on and go and do a couple of hours of that Bikram yoga. <laughs> in, the, uh, in, in it for in the in yoga the actual in the sauna. Yeah. We, we will wear the hoodie. And yep. nothing else. Yep. Um, and then seal it, so you can. Have but I, I don't think it's, it's not like we just go to we just go and do some hot yoga or anything like that. I think it's like literally wear it for a week. <laughs> <laughs> In the shower, <laughs> wear it to bed. It'll be all burnt up or whatever. <laughs> it might be as good quality as others, but you'll know you've got the random. You got a rare chase. It's fantastic. We should throw like a random fucking, like a yeah, you know, like a golden ticket thing. <laughs> Where they get, get, get to do lines off your penis or something. No, no one will get high. It's not enough of it to. Uh... I believe they call it a bump, not a line. In the uh, in 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 the vernacular. <laughs> No, but we should. <laughs> it's funny you say it's all burnt up. You're yeah. right, there is a, a member of Tool Nation. Um, he's friends with Toto and I. 
IRL. Yes. Who always had a funny story when he was growing up. Yep. Um, he had a pair of track pants that he grew out of. Mm-hmm. And through his teen years, as he was discovering himself, <laughs> those track pants became his... They, uh, they, they, they evolved into a new, a new role in his life. <laughs> that's it. So they, um, they came through and uh, he, he used them for many years, always throwing them under the bed, under the bed, under the bed. He grew up and he, he's left home and gone to Brisbane. Yeah. And the first time he's gone home for, for Christmas or whatever, he sees his little brother wearing them. <laughs> Someone had found, like, cleaning out his room. They'd found him and washed him. And he reckons it, they, they were still, like, not soft like tracksuit pants should be. Like, they just had <laughs> en- enough solidity in them. That, uh, oh, fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> Shout out, you know who you are. Yeah. I just want to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah look so if you're on the fence about membership this is the sort of content that you're enabling <laughs> through, through your memberships so, uh, thank you for those who got on board and the rest of you get in uh, before I wake up on Monday morning news this week any stories in particular that you wanted to talk about we kind of covered a couple in in the the mail mail bag section with the uh you know people bringing up the subjects of you know like desi and and you know hayden extending for for one year and that sort of thing yeah. john grant's going to not seek reappointment at the end of his term which i believe uh, ends in around february yeah look the I, I really try not to focus on that sort of shit anymore. Yeah. Um, I've made my feelings on the matter known many times before mm-hmm. that the fact that the governing body has gotten rid of anybody that really knows how to run a fucking business mm-hmm. and replace it with the old boys. Yep. Like I, I can understand. That's kind of like they went to they 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 moved they moved themselves towards that towards actually being run by mm. competent business people. With a fucking banker. Yeah. Like with a fucking great track record yeah. behind him as well. Like this is this is no fucking clown. That's it. And uh, and uh, now we're back to the you know the people that managed to fall upwards and succeed uh, despite themselves. Yeah. yeah so. Um, look, the the way you could look at it is if if it was a business outside of a you know, sport. Yep. Um, how long would that that board or or those senior officials stick around if they were not only stagnating but declining? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, exactly. You, you can't say to me that the governing body has done anything to advance the game, to bring um, you know new audiences to the game. Yep. They are an administrative body, and to suck up all the funds that they do for for that work is is pretty poor. Um, participation at youth level is declining year on year. Yep. Uh, the the funding that's given to grassroots football 
is suffering. Well, you'd see that straight up, wouldn't you? They're, they're in a position where they, they don't have the clout to be able to combat a players' union that's demanding 30% of fucking gross revenue. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I can't imagine walking into too many businesses in the country and saying, hi, um, would you be able to spare 30% of your gross revenue, please? <laughs> um, you know, it's... Yep. It is just such a, an, an absolute farce. And yeah, I, John Grant, I, I don't know as a person. Yeah. But there, there is nothing that's happened off the field that's been done by the governing body in, in the last couple of years that I... Just as an aside, how much does it cost for like for the junior rugby league? Like how much does it cost to register a kid in, you know, for like a, a season? I thought... It's upwards of 250 bucks. That's pretty. That's, yeah, that's more expensive than I thought it was. Not as expensive as soccer, though. But um, well, uh, I think yeah, that's because that, I think that is because they do, uh, of the money that they do get, though. But um, yeah, and and look, that that gets them their their kit. Mm-hmm. So you know, taking into account the the clubs, yeah, getting the kits made, and the, the club has some sponsorship outside. Yeah, um, but it doesn't include. Anything else that that helps pay for the parents that do the first aid course and yeah. the uh, touch judge course and yep. Yep. and all of that stuff. <coughs> um, but the actual involvement, you know, from yeah from the NRL, um, you know, I've I've heard stories of kids who who wanted to play, parents couldn't afford it, couldn't be bothered to go to. There's there's a hundred thousand Centrelink grants for kids that want to play yeah. sport. Yeah. Uh, but the, but there was nothing. There's no pathway to be able to get them in the game. Hmm. You know, and, and they're the ones that will miss out, so. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, yeah, why have you missed? What yeah. else happened this week? Um, well, the rest of the news this week was basically the players trying to say that they don't think they should play Origin, so not to, to come across yeah, assholes. And, yeah, and and, uh, and Paul Green sort of backing backing down a little bit on the, on the Hess situation, saying, oh, look, I never said, I just said he wasn't ready to play. I didn't say he was unavailable mm. oh, I just said that I wouldn't pick him <laughs> like alright alright mate what do you ever do fucking Queensland Green um, but um then it, yeah it, it's all of that bullshit about you know speculation and this and that yeah. and I saw that Uate's being paid more by Newcastle than to score tries and have Uate partage all over the place than Rostog's been paid to uh Sit up there and grumble and whinge up in Newcastle. Yeah, I think that's excellent. Fuck them. <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> we rolled the dice and fucking came up. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Then, then the other thing in the news is that uh, you know players coming out and confirming their club is not in crisis. Yeah, as always happens. And then, Journo's going to Aaron Woods for comment on the Bulldogs. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, it makes it makes sense why. I mean, they they just want to troll him and just feel like you know they look at the yeah. fucking look at the you, because the problem is guys like Tedesco and Woods had a lot to say about the way the, about wanting the to drivers. go to clubs that are run in certain ways and ha- and, and achieve certain levels of success, yeah. and and Woods is basically going to a club that is at the moment looking like a bigger rabble than the one he's leaving. So yeah, true. Um, I don't know how much that's being portrayed. The fucking media loves a crisis. Oh, do they fuck? They'll make loves one if they a don't. Fucking crisis. They'll make one if they can't find one. Um, I'd be more concerned with the fucking religious ramifications of that loss. 
It is very fucking obvious that Joseph doesn't approve of Will's decision. This is it. Play on Sunday. You know, he's forsaken his Lord. What do they do? Do they do Hail... They don't do Hail Marys. I don't have a fucking clue. I know they've got the magic underwear. That's it. Do they do Hail Hail Smithies? I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. It's basically basically 100 100 years old in Scientology, isn't it? So, I mean... (laughs) It's... I don't know. But, uh... Oh, and then finally, the one thing I am liking to out in the news this week is that the media has finally caught on to this narrative about Manly. Like the fact that they're operating a million with a million dollars of dead salary cap this year mm. and, uh, and, and doing well, you know, despite that. Mm. And so it's good to see, you know, picking up that narrative a bit. And, uh, you know, the boys are all very happy and uh, Cherry's uh, marked us down as a, as a top four quality side. So it's all good. It's just good to see a nice, happy family. Um, what else we got? Uh, injuries this week. Oh, yeah, poor old Jorge, gone for the season. His ACL didn't look good. He got he got a cunt of a tackle. What five ten minutes before before he, he did the injury, and then and then that obviously started him off because he was on the ground for a while and he was definitely yeah. limping. And I don't think that was ACL then, but it obviously weakened shit enough. And then later on, when he sort of went to sort of laterally to step, and it just you see he just went down like just shot by a sniper. Yeah. yeah, and that was that. And is, is that another instance of? Again, you know, I'm I'm not a medico, but similar to Inglis. The, okay, well, he he's obviously in, in a bit of pain and having well, trouble with mobility. Well, he wasn't really struggling though. After he wasn't really struggling after that. I mean, he was he was looking okay. But there's got to be and a then, certain level of pain and attention that's needed to be given when you're on the ground. Yeah, the problem with those knee injuries too, they sometimes they flare. You know, they don't flare up until you stop yeah. too. You know what I mean? Like, so you don't really know the extent until after. Thing, look, okay, with a fucking head knock. They'll yeah. say, Rodio, come on. No, nah, yep. we're off the field. Come yep. and do your HIA. Yep. Not, not that a knee's going to make you fucking forget your address when you're 65. Yeah. But, um, I mean, because they obviously do that. They obviously do the mobility thing and they sort of, you know, you know, poke and prod and, you know, roll it around a bit and see what's going yeah. on. But I don't think, sometimes with those ones, I don't think until they actually flare up. But this is what I'm saying. Know, you don't know what's going to happen. If you're risking a player's season. Yeah. Are you not better off losing him for 10 minutes or 15 minutes to yeah. get him into the sheds? Yeah, and I think, the other, I think the other problems there as well, I'm, I'm pretty sure we were down a couple of guys as well at that time, so yeah, I don't okay. think that we had anyone that we could have changed him with. Yeah. But, um, you know, he's a big big, big hole to fill. I mean, I, mm. I, I mean, you know, you obviously you see him every game getting around a lot of work around, you know, cutting the ball back up after kicks and things like that. But yeah. it's not to see statistics, he was like, fucking up there like as far as hit ups you know one of the top three guys for the season I I said it to you this week he he is the the poor man's Josh Mansell with a shittier beard well you know he's he's played all all the games now and now Mansell has to play all the games to even match him this season and that's and that's with him giving him a head start by having an ACL fucking injury again Mansell just got injured once everyone he's not a biscuit it was just one injury just took a really really fucking long time because Despite what he'd have us believe, chocolate milk is not a fucking is not medicine. <laughs> but, um, we'll, we'll talk about Mansell when we get into the yeah. recaps, though, because uh, he should come back into Origin at the expense of a Fuck certain. Fuck off! Leave him alone. At the expense of a certain fleet-fingered little molestatron. No, you can all fuck off with your Mansell for Origin talk.
This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. And don't forget to follow their Twitter account at Live and uh, hit them up, ask them for some obscure stats. I have to check up if they did the if they replied to the one from yesterday. I think it was where people were saying who are the biggest golden point winning merchants that we've had in the NRL. Like his golden points only been going for you know be fourteen seasons now. Yep. And uh, I sort of just went through and had a look and just quickly sort of you know with the eye test to see who who had the most. And I think. Jonathan Thurston's probably the winner. This is like not who's played in a winning game, but actually scored the winning Slaughter. points in a in a golden point match. Yeah, and so I think Thurston had four, so he was up there. I reckon you had I ones reckon. like Hodkinson and Reynolds were uh, like probably two and three. Do you know so they've actually crueled each other? Do you know who mine is? I reckon Chrissy Sandow. Three is what I counted for him. Off the top of my head. So Did you go Parra or Parra and Souths? I went through every golden point game ever. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, so I wasn't looking at the teams. I was actually just going through the winning points and like the winning the column who scored the winning points. You're a bit like a bit constipated. Well, it's just, I just, it was just like going, just looking down, just just looking down the thing, and that's why I'm not 100 percent certain on the figures. Okay. Like I know Cronk had a few, he had at least three, and then Cameron Smith had a couple as well. So they've cannibalised off each other as well, like Reynolds and Hodkinson have. Yeah. Because yeah, over yeah. the same time periods, these guys, whereas Thurston's like probably the only guy. I mean, like I guess you know someone like Coot in a pinch or whatever could probably do something, mm. but. Thurston's always going to be first, second, and third choice for those situations, whereas Cronk could be the guy that's out standing out there deep waiting to hit the field goal, and Cameron Smith yeah, sneaks, one, sneaks one from dummy half because he's right yep. in front, you know. So then, which has happened before. Yep. Um, so interesting thing I did find out in that in uh, in looking that up though was that uh, Scott Minto in two thousand and three scored the winning points for the Broncos in a, in a in a twenty six twenty two victory over the Melbourne Storm in Melbourne what's at be- Olympic Park back in the day. What's beyond immortal? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, he's unstoppable. Fucking unstoppable. Uh, there was some other... Who was the one in... There was a Penrith guy who was surprisingly had a couple. Who the fuck was that? I can't remember now. Who the fuck would that have been? Penrith player. Luke Walsh. Yeah. He had a couple. Yeah, could kick a field. There was a time where I was thinking, fucking this guy could be a contender, but I think, it, I think he topped out at two or three. But, um... Yeah, he, he had he yeah he had a good whack, he had a couple, but um, yeah, interesting. Hit him up with stats and stuff like that. Now I I reminded myself, but um, yeah, we had that stat at the top of the show that uh that Chapo, a, aka the person who used to be able to gronk, but now he's just a fucking pale imitation. Yeah, he's like the he's like the the new pizza shapes versus the old pizza shapes. <laughs> he's just like he's there in name. You know what though, new pizza shapes. Yeah, are still better than barbecue shapes. That's a fucking controversial statement. Barbecue shapes are the fucking Braith and Astor of shapes. I, I cannot fucking agree with that sentiment. Yep. Barbecue shapes are better than pizza shapes any Fuck of any off. any era. In fact, they're probably the, the, the greatest shapes, and dare I say the only shapes. When I mean, the chicken, like, crimpy ones are right too, I suppose, but... To this day, our family, we still call them football biscuits. Cause they because they look like little footballs. <laughs> Football biscuits. And fucking God help the person that ever, when I was a kid, bought home Dixie drumsticks instead of fucking chicken crimpies. Yeah, Dixie drumsticks, yeah. You can go fuck they yourselves. Lack the te- they lack the texture too. They did have the chicken leg shape though. Well, yeah, they're called Dixie drumsticks. Yeah. They're not fucking football biscuits, are they? Well, no, they're not. But I mean, the football biscuits got little fucking ridgy little, you know, Fucking He-Man. On it. He-Man couldn't throw a fucking cutout to G.I. Joe with a Dixie drumstick, could he? <laughs> 
to Woolworths with you. <laughs> but He-Man would honestly, yeah, with a Dixie drumstick, he'd be look like, yeah, I've got to fucking rip the leg off some flesh off some animal. I mean, there's a different He-Man game. I mean, that's more in character. I mean, I don't, I don't see He-Man fucking put a, put a fucking right foot step on Skeletor on the cartoon. <laughs> fucking stop it. Skeletor's Aaron Woods. <laughs> Anyway, we've gone a long way to say the Chapo used to be used to be a good Gronk and now he's shit. So <laughs> <laughs> let's fucking let's fucking put the put it on full lock. Let's turn back and go back to where we started. And the, his tweet was that the Bulldogs have scored fourteen more points than the West Tigers and eight points less than Newcastle Knights, despite yeah. being absolutely pounded. Yeah. At least twice this season. Um that is Absolutely dismal by the West Tigers. <laughs> that statistic, <laughs> especially for like a, a, such a non-attack side as, as the as the Dogs, I would anticipate them having the worst attack. Yeah, if if you look at, you know, the, the Tigers are, are one of those flare sides that apparently, yeah, supposed I, to be. I remember the days of, of you know the, the Tigers would have a couple of fifty-point games in them a season at least. Oh, the, yeah, they'd the, have some fifty-point losses too, like, particularly against Souths. But the thing with and and they. But their their ethos would be like, you know, we'll score more points. Yeah, that's we'll just, we, you know we yeah we we can't tackle, but yep. we'll score more points than they do. That's it, and it'll be fuck it's a shootout and yep. Yep. Um, yeah, and I know everyone's calling for for everyone's head at Canterbury, but you know they've been in this situation before. Yep. These. They they generally start the year strong. They have a slump, and then by the end of the year, they they're scraping in there or thereabouts. If they're yep. not dominant all year, they're, they're there. So you know it's a long season. It's true. You don't you don't have to go back and watch soccer just yet, Chapo. <clears throat> yeah, Giannis underscore Mateus. Actually, no, we've done it too. We're going to tweet you. I took the game thing first. My mistake. Kicking off the uh, first game in the you know the slightly shortened week. Friday night pub game, the Storm 40 defeated the Knights 12. This one, for the longest time, was just fucking one-way traffic. Yeah. Led by led by more incredible goonagoo shit. <sighs> and we were talking last week about this game. It was like, oh, yeah, you know, Newcastle have been trying hard and, you know, the Storm could be tired from the origin. Blah, That's blah, it. You know. You, you know, Newcastle were going to plan an ambush. This is the... I expected this to be a fuck you game because the the people who didn't get selected for Origin or the people who were involved in Origin were just like we got to take it out on someone let's kick this dog, mm. and that's that's the way it turned out to be. Um, poor old Knights. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had double the Goongoo. We had Ado Car with a try. Felice Kafusi with a good try. Uh, double to Billy Slater. Fuck you, double. Uh, Brandon Smith and uh, Chase Blair also a try. Chase Blair fucking should have got another try too, but he was he was. Killed by his own long sleeve jersey. You can't remember who can't remember who was the last line of defence. I'm not even gay guy that had him, and he's literally got his fingers inside the, the, the cuff sleeve, of his yeah. sleeve and and hooked him down with it, giving him a bit of a, a bit of a drop. Co Nagy, but um, <clears throat> Munster four of eight conversions. Uh, the Knights their twelve came from tries to Ken Co and Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Brockland mm. two of two conversions. Yeah, the, again the pipe dreams that the Knights were. We're going to do anything but but come up against and sort of yeah, mitigate the damage. Mm. Um, the only out of this Newcastle season, there's there's been more positives obviously than last year. But I'm, I'm liking Brock Lamb the more yep. I see of him, and what I'm liking now is that 
it, it hasn't completely fucked him in the head playing for Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, you know, com- coming through the lower grades, he's obviously going to be a fairly dominant player. And to come into this situation where he's just getting pounded week in, week out, he's still chancing his arm. Yep. And, and it's not always coming off. Um, but he's still out there absolutely playing his guts out. So um, he's, I'm not going to say someone that they will build their club around. But problem is, yeah, they need people to build the club around him, to build the club around with him being yes, there. That's uh, it. To yeah, try and get him to reach his potential, yeah. I suppose. But uh, fucking yeah. tough situation for a youngster. L- little more than an opposed session for for Melbourne. We had Cattle Dog Blue, Newcastle fan, very passionate Newcastle fan. We do appreciate him, but uh, he does like to fucking grunk off. Here. Another Knights game with forty percent possession, flogged two to one into penalties. When do we get an even go at it? Hmm. I don't feel like the penalties were the root issue here for the severity of the loss. Yeah. I feel like Melbourne absolutely fucking dominated. He went on to say that Storm players, when tackled, step forward into the side. If the tackler stops them, they get penalised. No wonder they win the ruck. Welcome to the fucking NRL in 2017. Yes. Storm aren't the only ones that do it. Bitch fucking Raiders do it like yeah, it, unbelievable. We'll get to that manly game later, but fuck me, the Raiders, they'll get in there, they'll walk into a room and <laughs> fling shit all over the room and take a dump on the floor, and then they'll complain that the room's messy. And it's the same as Ricky in the fucking ruck. Yes. They complain that the, the ruck's messy and oh, it does this and that. They're the ones that are fucking walking forward and stepping on top of tacklers and all this sort of shit, playing the ball into the, tackle, into the tacklers lying in the ruck. All this shit that just make a clusterfuck. They scored a try off it. Yep. Um, against Manly too, and they almost scored a second. Yeah, they are the fucking instigators and initiators of that shit. Mm. And the storm, are, the storm are the best at it. Like you know, without a shadow of a doubt. But um, you know, that's NRL twenty seventeen, dude. Just got to. I, mean, I saw some times in uh, in one of the games, it may have been the Manly one, but uh, where the players were standing on the mark. And the tackled player had gotten up, taken two steps, one step to the side and two steps forward and was yeah. like literally behind, beside the second marker. And they got their hands up and they're going, yeah. the fuck, this guy's just moved off the mark. And the ref's just like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Exactly. <laughs> Look, at, at the end of the day, yeah, you know, it, it sucks when you're getting penalised for stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and you might say that it, it'd be let go other times and, and it sucks that Melbourne do Melbourne things. But when you're missing 35 tackles and... You look at the actual run meters in that game. Yeah, Melbourne ran for seventeen hundred and sixty-five meters. Mm-hmm. Newcastle didn't crack a thousand. Yeah, seventeen hundred meters is a sizable fucking total for a team. In it a game. is. It, look, even when you take into account that every time there's a line break or half a break by yep. the back, that that can add sixty, yeah. eighty, whatever it is. Yep. That yeah, that that's still a very big difference in yep. how you are competing for. Territory. And it's definitely and it's definitely not as, as simple as oh yeah, we got fucked in the penalties. Yeah. At all. Uh, Leroy Brown, 1978. That's more like the Melbourne Storm I know and love. Opened up the Knights easily. Yes, that's I would agree. Paramount Eels, 32, defeated the Warriors, 24. Crowd of under 9,500. The Eels, 32, came from tries. The wife-beating cunt, Gartho, Hoffman, Radradra, <laughs> Tepai Moroa. Uh, five of five conversions and a penalty goal to the Gutherson Goat. Warriors, 24. Uh, points to, uh, tries to Mannering, Malmolo. Hoffman and Tuivasa Sheck, Sean Johnson, four of four conversions. I had to have somebody explain to me that his goose stepping thing wasn't a um, a Nazi uh, homage to yeah to I, the Führer. I didn't know what it was. 
Like he was doing it, and I'm thinking, okay, is it like some fucking raver thing? Is well, was it a, some it was some NBA thing, wasn't it? Yeah, there's yeah. A, a basketball player that that does it, and he's doing his homage to the Fuhrer. Yeah, I, I guess so. Uh, Somewhere he's copying off a guy who's doing it because another guy did it, and eventually we go down the line until it's uh look, it's just probably perceived differently by the general public. Yeah, when an African American individual does it, yes. And when a blue-eyed, blonde-haired, white guy does it, so... Imagine if Cohen Hess did it, though. I mean, fucking outrage. <laughs> he should never do that, ever. Jesus. Um, <sighs> look, the deals go about what they've been doing for most of the season. It was a, a tough workman-like performance. And, and, and they got and they had to... They were up against it, too, in this game. I mean, they were smashed with, uh, with fresh men. And the Warriors fucking had this game. I mean, there was a time there in the last five minutes where I would have thought, maybe they can't get it done in, in this five minutes. Yeah. But if this game goes for another 10, 15 minutes, they'll fucking win easily by two or three tries. Yeah. But then what happens at the very death? I mean, Parramatta did something that, you know, we've seen the, seen the Storm do to teams where there was three minutes left on the clock and it should have just been all out attack from the Warriors and they just didn't get the fucking ball the Eels you know, kept the ball I think they might have yeah. received a penalty and then ultimately scored a try no, it, they have to really put the icing on the cake you know again but on, on both teams like you know you, you look across that Eels team mm-hmm. and there's there's a level of effort and commitment they're, they're not all the most skillful players but like people like Brown yep. like we were saying last week he's been the heart and soul of that team yep. he, he plays above his weight both physically and, um, you know, uh, in, in terms of leading yep. the pack, that's not his job. Um, Bo Scott, he's coming off the bench. Yep. Um, he was very, very good in that game. Bevan French does does absolutely everything he can at a million miles an hour, and, and Gutho's playing out of his skin yep. at the moment too. Yeah, Sean Johnson. Like, you know, we, we joke about rocks and diamonds, but this one, like, it was literally, he goes from from carving up what had been a very solid defensive line all night yep. to taking an air swing on a kick yeah, and a fifth just, tackle. And it, I just I don't I don't even know if it's like rocks and dimes with him. I mean, with the club it certainly is. With him, it's just because he's such a, a lazy, disinterested fucking player, yeah. you know, seemingly. I don't know if he's, you know, maybe he's trying his best and he's lost. I don't know. But he seems to be so fucking disinterested compared to what we know he can be. Mm. And so he's more like, you need to find some sort of mid-ground between a rock and a diamond. Is like a fucking, like, is he like a quartz or <laughs> something? I mean, that's that's yeah. his fucking line. That's where he's sitting at the moment. Yeah, it's like, what is, yeah, he is. He's the fucking quartz. Yeah. He, he's just pure apathy. Um, what Sean Johnson needs, like, is, is there another contender for the Kiwi 7? He needs someone, yeah, like a kick in the ass. You know, with some genuine competition or whatever, yeah. But no, like who? I don't know. Well, there's no consequence for him at the moment. No, no, none. You know, if if you could get up every day, go about something half-assed, get paid a shit ton of money for it, plus know that you're going to get a representative jersey at the end of the year. It's not a lot of pressure you know, in terms of, you know, I need to perform. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, well, I maybe, that's a, maybe that's something that Benj can do. The advent of Benji, you know, the second the second coming of the Benj. Maybe that can put a fire under him. <laughs> Just run the ball, you fucking me. I mean, yeah. ser- seriously, go look up look up Sean Johnson on YouTube. 
and watch a fucking video of those like those video videos come on the scene. Watch some watch some fucking highlights, yeah. mate. It's um, and we only say that because we're sad. Yeah, it's a waste of talent. But you know, to to your point, I don't even think the the Warriors had to have all out attack in the last bit. The the Eels were down to fifteen, and they were absolutely fucked. But it was pretty much last set though. They were down to like you know their last or maybe second last set. And but once they got it, once once the Eels got the ball back, they never yeah. gave they never gave That's the ball what I'm to saying. them again. For that last ten minutes though, yeah, all the Warriors had to do was hold on to the ball. Yeah, get a repeat set. That's repeat. it. Repeat. Yeah, it was the, going to come. The yeah. Eels were absolutely fucked. Yep. If they'd have just held the ball and completed, but um, Warriors going to warrior. Yep. And uh, Guffo with the icing on the cake at the end, mm. just to spread the margin out a little bit. Uh, Giannis underscore Mateus. Looks like foreigns finally come good for the Eels. <laughs> De Niro. These fucking idiot experts trying to work out what's wrong with the Warriors. It's attitude. They're lazy cunts. Nothing else. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Adam Brockman. Fucking who was that? Give him a job as head coach. Yeah, go on, De Niro. You're the head coach now. Fucking oath. Yeah, he'd be fired. In it. He'd, be, he'd, he'd lose the locker room by the by the halftime of the first game, and they'd have to try and do something about it. But this guy's making us fucking work too. He's he's just he's, he's saying we're lazy cunts. He's racist. Hey, he wanted us to come and play football between games. He called it something <laughs> sounded like raining. Never heard the word. Uh. Adam Brackman. That moment in the 68th minute when Moses tried to milk a penalty and his own teammate calls bullshit and tells him to get up. <laughs> Moses needs a bit of that, I think. Um, Rob sold out. Hashtag fuck injuries. Hash fuck here in foreskin. Hash gets better, never gets good. <laughs> uh, R-Pops. RTS has to be the worst last line defender in the NRL. I don't know. You see what Maloney did to Boyd in Origin? Yeah. Darius had a couple, didn't he? Um, yeah, I still think that... Uh, yeah, He's not good, though. But RTS, is he's a shadow of his old self, too. Yeah, he is. Even there was times in his game where I thought, fuck, he's slowly getting it back together. Like, he's, he's, he's had some good yeah. runs. And oh, look, the, the points is good. You think I'd be wrong. Yeah. There was a, you know, a good effort, but you're right. He hasn't um, regained his roosters for St. George, Laura Dragon 16 to feed the West Tigers 12 Saturday afternoon ANZ. Dragon 16 double to Gareth Widdop. Uh, Tyson Frizzleman Nizzle got another another try and uh, Widdop two or three conversions. The Tigers 12 came from tries to Kevin DeGama, Michael Cheekham, Lolo Haya one conversion from two attempts and a penalty goal. Wonder uh, how he feels about his decision, old Lola. Well, I wonder. I wonder how people feel about about Lola. <laughs> Release him from the Warriors. He's amazing, and he's being held back. And <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's uh, he's pretty shit. Yeah, it's only yeah. first week with the new team. Do you think Ivan weighed the risk of having someone who's you know, the first letters of his last name were LOL? Bring him over and making him responsible for the team. Oh, I don't think Ivan's the type of guy that gives a fuck about that. Yeah, okay. I don't think Ivan's the sort of guy that gives a fuck about his reputation. Wouldn't have taken the Tigers' job. Well, wouldn't have taken the Warriors' job either, though, and he, he made he made a good fist of that in the end. He had a Jimmy Maloney at the team. Yeah, I suppose, but Jimmy Maloney wasn't Jimmy Maloney at the time. That's when he became Jimmy Maloney. <laughs> he made him Jimmy Maloney. <laughs> um, look, you, you go to the stats on this one, and and it, it shows how even a contest it was. Um, the possession was, was almost 50-50 or, or thereabouts. Completion for both sides was was fairly poor. Both of them completing under 
70%. But they had the same amount of sets, mm-hmm. or 24 and 25. The Dragons were just better able to come up with with taking the opportunities when they came. And Gareth Widdop's coming back from a long injury. He's obviously not at his best. Yep. But fuck when he's running the football that that dragon's attack just has so much more punch in it yeah um and a couple of tries and you come back is yeah it's got to be how you got to make yeah it happy, exactly yeah. so you know i think all things look up for the dragons they, they should take a lot of confidence of what they achieved when he wasn't there you know they 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 were certainly not the cowboys without thurston no, yeah, the Cowboys would be okay without Thurston, no, too. Oh, sorry, that, I'm, that, yeah. I'm not talking this year, but the traditional, classic, yeah, the, the classic. Traditionally, yeah. Um, he's gone and, and all of a sudden they, yep. they capitulate. But yep. um, the the way that the, the Tigers really failed to put any sustained pressure on, and again, obviously, they've got some disjointed halves. And, the, the, and the Tigers just gave up, you know, they just, they, they, they just gave them too much of a start, too. Yeah, so. I mean, they, were sort of, they were pouring it on at the death, but. Still, there was a lack of organisation and... It takes a very fucking composure. special... Composure. Yeah, it takes a very fucking special team to, you know, give a team an entire 40-minute head start and then yeah. come back and do it all in the second half. Yeah, yeah, very special. Like, you're not a fucking parent anymore, Ivan. Stop trying to play that way. But, um, yeah, I, the, the Tigers have got... We, we say this a lot. On paper, there's enough attacking potency across the park. But their forwards need to step up again... And they really need their halves to sustain some pressure. The, the, those flashy Hail Marys aren't coming off, so they're going to have to work for their points. Yeah, yeah. Stuart Marlott, uh the goodness from Wednesday night continues with Dugan, Tedesco, Frizzle, Manizzle and Woods among the best on field just days later. Mm. And this is true. And Tedesco needed the origin thing to, to remember how to play well, I think. And uh, hey, I can do that for that, for that other team. That you know pays the bills at the moment. True. De Niro, uh, the, the this week in league host curse of tipping the red V nearly worked, but they're good enough to throw off that albatross. Resume your bias, guys. Yeah, we all see. Look, I, you know, I, I really hope that Tedesco's gone in there and and said to the rest of the Tigers, "You fucking see what I can do if you lay a platform for me." Yeah, but he was also. I mean, what was that interview where he was like saying, "Oh, you know, it's really, it's you know, it's great to play for New South Wales, and yeah, but yeah, it, you know, it's, it's tough at Tigers, but you know, you got you're doing everyone else's job." And like he said something like that. That's paraphrasing. Yeah, but <laughs> like he is not a smart man. <laughs> if I was in a team, but, and if I was in a team and a player did that, <laughs> said yeah. that sort of thing, I mean, that's when you get the fucking bar of soap and the footy socks and his fucking club him. Well, Fucking again, the second last. Yep. What other sort of wake up call do you need? Yep. So yep. anyway. Exactly. Still, um, still room to decline. Yeah. Uh, Cruzy zero six. It's funny seeing the same people who bagged Widdop years prior to today now gobbling his dick and coupling, cupping his balls as well. Hashtag contract year. So. Yeah. That, I think that's. A... Let Let's be frank. Widdop's playing out of his fucking skin this year and has yeah. played. You know, fairly poorly in years gone by compared to how he was at the Storm. So it's obvious I to just, assume that... I just feel he's he's didn't have the team last year, I feel. Hmm. Yeah, because he, he was you know, sort of competing with you know for control with Benji, hmm. who hadn't yet come to that realisation that it was over for him and he just had to be grateful for a spot where he could get one, um, which is the new reborn Benji that we're seeing now. And uh, the Phoenix. He's you reckon after he realised like, when no one wants him? 
You reckon he went back again and read all those mean tweets and actually cried? <laughs> I don't know. Um, poor Benj. No, poor Benj. Re- rejoice. <laughs> you come again. Sydney Roosters 18 defeated the Broncos 16 at Allianz. And uh, the Roosters 18 came from tries to Gordon and a double to Cordner. And uh, Gordon, three or three conversions. Uh, the Broncos 16 tries to Benji. Corey Oates and Tatao Monga. Mm. Kahu, two of three conversions. Crucially missing crucially. one. Crucially missing one with a couple of minutes to go when uh, yeah, Golden Point was beckoning and an unlikely comeback. Yeah. But this one was, yeah, Roosters fucking dominated and then they, uh, then the Broncos and Benji said, no, this, this, this is not happening. It's time for the Benj to take the wheel. Yeah. And did he fucking ever? He did. That try, was that, that was it the, the Moga try where he's fucking that ball? That pass he threw to Moga, yeah. That fucking pass. That, <laughs> that was like, that was better than his 2005 grand final inside flick ball. Like that, oh, the most overrated play in grand final history. That pass, Not that, pass that pass that for that oh, try yeah. to Moga was fucking spectacular on point. So, um, you know what it is? Last year, that's in the third row. Last year, it's in the third row. But last year, that's also in every single set. Yeah. You know, um, we were talking before the show. I, I think a lot of it's come that when he found out no one wanted him. Yeah. He it's now like brush with humility or something. He's, well, he's focusing a bit more. You know, he's not just, oh, yeah, okay, well, I'll throw a pass and there's there. He's, he's really concentrating on, on what he's doing. Um, no, I think this was a, a good physical battle. Yep. You know, both both of these, these teams just went at each other and, and it was a... You know, volley versus volley versus volley, but um, the execution was poor on both. They had players backing up, obviously, yeah. and both of them were missing some fairly key players in terms of their attacking structure. Um, the, what what happened was, you know, both of them found points coming coming back against the grain or, or doing something a little bit unexpected, like yeah. um, Benji's try that he scored yeah. was from a, a pass from Hunt, so it was. Yeah, playmaker to playmaker, and and that was was enough to put the defence off. In terms of how the uh, the Broncos went about, they got back in the game due to the the Roosters' ill discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, Boyd Cordner did fucking everything humanly possible to yeah. to win that game, um, and and it's been touted everywhere, and and every commentator's. And, and reviewers said it, but that was a, a very, very good effort. Especially backing up after another very good effort on the Wednesday night. And that he's not on fucking peptides. Yeah, that too. So That we know of. Well, you know, look, I, I haven't seen that. that I'm not pro- I'm of... not, I don't work for Asada. I'm not prepared to clear him just yet. <laughs> just yet. Um, <laughs> you know, the last time I heard that sort of talk about an origin performance... Yeah, yeah, sure. ...was when Gallon had his drug-fueled yep. um, prop performance. Yeah. So... Um, but the Broncos got back into this on the back of two very, very silly penalties yeah. from the Roosters. That That's where their points came from. Um, but in every other stat, you know, you say that the Roosters are on top. Mm-hmm. Almost every stat says that the Broncos should have won this game. Yeah, but that's because they got there. And, you know, I mean, the Roosters were on top. Yeah. Until the Broncos started to you know, yeah. uh, claw it back. Yeah. And, that, and you know, the majority of that happened, you know, it was all in the last quarter of the game. Yeah, exactly. So, um, again... You know, take take it as a post-origin outlier. Yep. 
Well, they're good enough. They, they definitely deserve the the two points. And, yeah, um, definitely. And then Wayne in the press conferences basically still trying to shit on the the rebirth of Benji. They're saying you know like you know, singling him out for the, the, his op, his option in the, like the last play of the game when, yeah. when it's all when he's trying to win it for him. Like, After he got him back into the game, he's trying to do it all. Car who couldn't fucking bang it over from the sideline. He had one job. Yeah. He had three jobs did to him. Exactly. <laughs> it's not good enough. <laughs> like it's not enough that you let in a try, Kahu. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you can't, you know, you you can set yourself to come back from losing it by tying it up. Yep. So the uh underscore seventy eight underscore well underscore underscore underscore. Egg Council Creeper, we know who it is. Can we get Tupo to fuck off the French rugby for a bit, please? No, I believe he's extended. Sorry. He had a fairly good start to the season. Yeah. Hmm. Cruzy 6 You'd think the Bronx would have found a way to adapt during Origin. Disappointing team needs to lift and find extra ticker. Oh, maybe you need to get rid of some of the players and deploy some more baby Broncos. Hmm. Maybe there's not enough baby Broncos. Hmm. In fact... You can talk about being depleted for the Broncos, but I don't think that term baby Broncos has been used at all this year. No. So obviously you're not that depleted. <laughs> yeah, I've got the quotient up there to call it the baby Broncos. Yeah. I think the fact of it is, and, and I've mentioned this... The Benji Broncos. Like, you know, people say that, oh, yeah, okay, the Broncos should have contingencies for origin. Mm-hmm. I think they're just at peace with the fact that they go into every season mm-hmm. knowing that there's at least three rounds that they can count as lost yep and I'll tell you what I would take all the fucking benefits that come with being the team in a one team town yeah if it meant three guaranteed losses every year yep I would start on negative six points yep any day of the week yep if it meant that I was the team in a one team town yep so I don't think they need to plan contingencies for origin no because they don't at all. you know the they they plan to, to make the finals regardless. Yeah. The biggest tiger. I love how similar the score lines of the Roosters, Broncos, and, uh, and, and Dragon Tigers were, but how crazy different the games were. Oh, I mean, they still had the, the same basic theme of a team, you know, taking control and then the other team, mm. you know, coming back hard. Mm. Uh, the Cowboys, 20, defeat the Titans, 8, up a 1,300 teeth from a crowd of just over 14,500. Cowboys, 20, came from Tyson Morgan, Felt, and Cohen Hess, the man of the hour. The conversions, Kyle Felt, 1 of 3, and uh, 3 of 3 penalty goals. The Titans, mm. 8 points, try to Alfred E. Newman, and conversion, <laughs> and penalty goal, <laughs> to Ashley Taylor. Mm. Yeah, I was probably the, the most disappointed with the Titans, um... Of all the the teams this week, uh, I think that they had a an opportunity to really go up there and stamp some authority on their season. Well, just try and fucking get it back because I mean they had that amazing win against the the Storm that no one saw coming. They did. Uh, the, you know there's there've been other other wins through the season that you could call upsets, but there's also been a consistency of the level of performance. Then um then they got absolutely fucking pounded by Manly going into buy or Manly going into buy Titans played that week didn't they mm. and um. Now it's just a fucking... They're not displaying any of those qualities that we saw during the, the good times. Yeah. Only it, a month ago. And and I, I know it's not the same as the rivalry they have with 
with the Broncos being yeah. just up the highway, but you know, as as the other Queensland team, um, th- I would have thought that they would have put a little bit more effort in in terms of keeping this match on. And and there were some very bright moments. Like Ash Taylor is absolutely busting himself to to make that team successful. Yes, um, but even he can't do everything himself. He's creating in and where he can, but the, the there's some other key players around him that I think need to stand up. Like Connie was good on the on the weekend, but I think needs to be more aware for the full game. Yep. Um, he he's not at the Warriors anymore, where where you can get away with that, where you can fuck around and and let in a couple, and and then all of a sudden have one big hit near the hero again. Um. But if you if you look at where all the Titans points came from, yep, all of them, every single point, Ash Taylor, yep. So um, the Cowboys are, are learning to to live without JT. You know they they're not uh, anywhere near the team they are when he's around. But through a mix of the Titans' own ill discipline, you know, like they had thirteen errors in the game. Yep. And they gave away ten penalties. Yep. But that plus some some fairly controlled play by the Cowboys, it just meant that the Titans ended up with less than forty percent of possession. Yeah. And you, you know, I, I want to say, you know, yeah, oh, fuck it, I will say it. it is impossible to win a football game with thirty-seven percent possession. Feel free to prove me wrong, sports mate. I'd like sports mate. Yeah, I'd like someone to to bring out a game where that actually happened. Has anyone? And what's the, even even you can tell us what's the lowest completion percentage a victorious no, team is possession stat. Oh, sorry, possession completion. Sorry. sorry, what is the lowest possession yeah. stat a team has somehow managed to achieve yeah. a victory? And the modern game, not from back in the fucking thirties when yeah. St. <laughs> George were men playing. So NRL era, sixteen-year-old boys, yeah, and claiming them as premierships, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Professional footballers playing against yeah. you know, fucking butchers and yeah. So. <laughs> yeah um, interestingly enough, no tweets in that game. No one cares about either of those sides. So send them uh, both to Perth. Fuck. And get on to the real, the real main event. The mighty Manly Seagulls twenty-one to feed the Canberra Raiders twenty at Brookie, and uh, Sunday right? afternoon. And what a what a fucking classic matchup. It's twenty-one for the Seagulls. Canberra tries the Walker to Pow, Jorge to Fua, and Daly Cherry Evans. Matty Wright, two or four conversions. Crucial field goal to DCE. And uh, 20 for the Raiders came from tries to Techno Viking. And a double to Jordan Rapana. Croker, three of three conversions. And a bullshit penalty goal. So, I've already mentioned about the fucking... I knew that the... You know, that Ricky was Just bitching bef- about the ruck. Before you get in... Yeah. Are, are you ready yet to uh, retract your Barrett hate? And proclaim him... As a master coach <laughs> no. for giving Dylan Walker the year at five eight last year. That's not you, master that's not master coach, that's like setting low expectations. Well, no, it then, is because you've now got a centre with kicks in play that directly led to how many points for you on the weekend? Oh, just one try, wasn't it? So basically, you know, Barrett is a fucking But that genius. was like literally Every player in the league does that in that situation. No, but Barrett's, Barrett's a genius. No. And he was schooled by Penrith. No. So you no. owe every success to us. No. Everything yeah. you said then was fucking bullshit. 
No. Literally everything. Not from a certain point of view. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, that's, that's right. Yeah, not a certain point of view, but... um. I mean, if I can come together, I mean, to power, hopefully you can stay injury-free and suspension-free because he's just fucking ripping in at the moment. Um, Jorge's big loss. But it's just great to see a team that actually wants to play together and kind of playing together. And it's not necessarily like a, a game plan, but they've just got people that are that are, are ripping in. I'm still a little bit dubious on Ciro over there on the right. Sort of, yeah, he's a bit sideways sometimes, and he's got a dumbass fucking offload in him from time to time as well. But um, I I don't trust a fucker that looks like he's squinting all the time. Yeah, yeah. There's something. There's something about there, that. Yeah. And and I do like when he's got the ball. I still got a bit, you know, this bit of that heart in the mouth thing. Where you like, what's going to happen when it's someone like, you know, to power the ball? He's like, fuck yeah, he's going to rip through and blah blah blah. I hate to say it, but the you know, wife beating low life, fucking Fanor Blake as well is, you know, just smashing it at the moment. I mean, he's at least he's smashing people. He's legally entitled to smash, which is, you know, a positive, you know, the sign for him. Uh, Cherry Evans though. Once again, coming to his own. His kicking game was fucking phenomenal. I don't, I don't have the stats in front of me. I don't know how many dropouts he, he forced, but it was a fucking lot. And other just good, good kicks in general play that were you know down in the last couple of minutes before the line, where they were either picked up or you know found touch or whatever. Um, Canberra did well to come back from a, a fairly substantial halftime deficit. However. They were gifted, for, like it was like seven zero in the penalties in the second half. I think mm. um, they were they were almost gifted the game by the referees, and yet still have the fucking temerity to fucking complain about the <laughs> complain about. Believe yeah. me, the first half deficit was not the fault of refereeing. The first half deficit was because they got cut to fucking pieces uh, by a team at the top of their game. Second half. They were gifted the majority of the ball through the penalties and and so forth, and um, they they capitalised you know to an extent, not quite enough, but they you know they got themselves back into the game well and truly. Yep. Um, so that that fucking Fanua Blake disallowed try was fucking bullshit too with the obstruction as well. I mean he ran. I mean that that obstruction or that collision I should say occurred about three players to the right of where he he was running on an angle. From right to left, angled towards the left, yeah. and the collision happened like three defenders in on the right hand side of where he ended the, up going through. He didn't. The, it didn't make a gap. It didn't prevent a guy who had a chance of making a tackle from making a tackle. He didn't step back off his left foot and step back in. Yeah. Uh, just fucking ridiculous. And that should have iced it for us and and you know helped my heart pre- uh, my blood pressure Look, out a little bit. Here's the thing, right? A bigot. Yep. Is a terrible, terrible thing to be. The only thing worse than that is teaching a child to be a bigot. Where's this going? So, for the fucking diving karma <laughs> that that cunt line inflicted on your club, for him to have passed that on to dopey cunting Evans, and for him to be diving, this is only the beginning. Oh, I've never seen Jeremy take like a diver. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. The 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 universe abhors a diver. Oh, maybe so, but I mean they're still winning. And look, that penalty at the end that was that that was perfectly perfectly reasonable. I mean, there's no way they had to give the dude the fucking business like Croker over there. But then, yeah. I mean, they like I was I was watching the game alone. I mean, the family were were out, you know, thankfully. But I was like. <laughs> 
get off the car. <laughs> like, I'm just fucking giving it. Yeah. And, um, and they didn't. And, and I so anyone who says that penalty was not justified, seriously, fucking relax. It was it was a penalty 100,000% of the time. But um, then for Croker, for that to happen, like, Croker was in danger of going over the touchline when that penalty was given. Yeah. He was that close. Yep. And then for him to take the penalty kick, I don't know if you've seen the two frames, but that penalty was given, he was probably like half a metre in from touch and he was right near the, was it the 20 or 30 metre line? When he took the kick, like fucking eight metres infield. For the referees not to fucking enforce that shit, that's the difference between, uh, you know, like a, well, that's a fucking massively easier kick to make, yeah. you know. That's um, it. They were probably looking at your fucking team to make sure no one was diving at the time yeah, he was kicking. I'm not sure what, what, what Cherry Evans was saying, but he was probably, you know, probably telling you to take the ball back or whatever, but... Uh, Whatever the case, he kicked the he kicked it, and uh, you know, karma struck Canberra immediately after their first set with the ball in the in the second half. I think. Oh no, we we got the ball first, kicked it down. Then they first set with the ball in Golden Point extra time. They they dropped it, and uh, Cherry Evans made no mistake with the field goal very quickly in in proceedings. And let me tell you, I do love the fact that the app is a slightly slower than real life. Yep. And like social media and things like that, because I was watching it on the app on on this at this very desk with the iPad in front of the the monitor, and then I had Twitter up on the on the monitor, and the manly account like fucking gronked off about Daily Cherry Evans or something like <laughs> probably fifteen like two tackles before, and so I was kind of like, oh, has he fucking done it? And then the then the, yeah. then the app's got yes, he's done it, and because I was just like oh, I was contemplating not watching, I was just like. That set, I was just like, I can't fuck it, I can't, I can't do it. The stress is just too high. But uh, Cherry got there in the end, and at the end of the day, the losers can complain about the referees all they like. Go home to Canberra, cold ass fucking Canberra. Add a forty-four to the end of your Twitter handle and complain about the fucking referees. The cows come home, and the winners will fucking take Lagatha home and fuck her in the ass. Fair enough. Which is what happened. So, I, I think fucking Canberra. whinging cunts. Canberra have a little bit of the Canterbury about them. It's it's pretty simple that you have a very big forward pack. Mm-hmm. You can't just put them on the field and automatically win games. Mm-hmm. There is a fucking vast difference in the modern game between a forward pack that punches and hits the line aggressively, whether there's post-contact metres or not, yep. Yep. but drop down, get the fuck up, play the ball and get on with your set that whole big lumbering but see I mean they, they do that to an extent but the problem is people have figured out the flip side of them having such a big mm-hmm. is when they're attacking run them around and fuck it and, and then run them around early yeah definitely and then by the end of the game, they're like, I mean, fuck it, let's face it, like you know, guys like Fanua Blake and Tapao, and I mean, they're like, fuck it, take them in the middle. And they're, yeah, that's exactly. fucking clean them up in the middle anyway. But but, um, but I went back and watched some some vision of Junior Polo when he first came to the Raiders last yep, year yep. at a Parramatta. Yep, he was hitting the line. He's got he's but he's one of those guys that's got laziness in his fucking fucking in his DNA, it. and he's regressed back to that again. Like but Ricky got him sorted. Yeah, but yeah, not anymore. He also um, apparently. Idolizes Trent Merrick because he's doing that run to the line, stop, twist, mm-hmm. and sort of back sideways into it. So you're at the mercy of of two, three defenders. Yep. When when you really could be taking those two or three 
out of play for because they got Papali. Um, I mean, so. he still he still operates on that. I mean, that needs to be like the only mode he's got, which is like yeah, smash down to the knees, back up, go. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. And Croker had a bit of Barry in this fucking game. Hmm. Like, he had a bit of drop ball and a bit of... But, um, yeah, look, it, it was a good curtain raiser for the game of the round. Oh, i tell you, that fucking pass at Cherry... We're talking about Benji's pass, too. Yeah. But I mean, before, but that pass from fucking Cherry Evans to Walker, where he fucking hit him on the outside of Croker as, uh, you know, as he was just... As he'd just gotten past him. Yeah. That's some fucking genius shit. And uh, yeah. I hope he never gets selected for Queensland again, because... Uh, Motherfucker, he doesn't. He doesn't deserve. He doesn't deserve to take those L's. I mean, you're talking about. You want to compare Canberra to the fucking Bulldogs? I'll tell you the only the one thing they got. The one thing they got in fucking in common with the Bulldogs, they got the two L's. They take those two L's off Manly. <laughs> take those two L's and put them in your fucking name. Mm. And I used to not have anything. Anything fucking. I, I I never used to have bad feelings about Canberra, but it's just like, yeah, the way they the way they carry on now though. Fuck them. They're up there for. They're up there for shit cunt sides. Yeah, the, the, they're expecting success this, this year, and that was dangerous. Yeah, when you're expecting success and it doesn't come, you, the only option you, you really have left is refs' fault. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I mean, they do have one of the greatest all-time refs' fault coaches oh, at the helm. Right. And I mean, so that does, you know, that probably does trickle down to an extent as well. He's probably yeah. telling him in the dressing who, room, "It's not your who, fault, guys." Yeah, but who got out of that habit last year? Ricky was on some anti-Ricky shit last year when yeah, he was without, coming but, out. Yeah, but they were winning too. So. No, not for the first half of the year, they weren't. No, but I mean, they were ultimately. They, but he, they were, they were winning though. They, but that, I mean, that's be, when he was coming out and saying, you know, fuck this. This is what was, went wrong this week, mm. and this is what we're going to work on. And and they had something to go on. Yeah. Know, so the real yeah. Jedi. Fuck yeah! Solid effort across the park. DCE's class steers the champs home. Hashtag go manly. Hashtag Ricky's tears. Lynn, Lynn Shields, what a game, but Manly really needs to do something about the second half slump. We were lucky today. No, we were forced into that slump this time. I, I get it. They can they can fuck up a second half, don't get me wrong, but uh, this was not the case. At underscore JDHD. I wonder if Fanua Blake bashed the Raiders as badly as he's bashed his, bashed his partner. Hashtag, mm-hmm. yes, I'm salty. Hash, Manly, fuck my multi. How'd Manly fuck your multi? If you bet against them, you fucked yourself, player. Uh, fantasy underscore NRL CEO. There's nothing better than losing to Manly in Golden Point to a DCE field goal. Actually, <laughs> blessed. That's yeah, Viking yeah. crap. That's $10 million, man. Uh, Mario C, suck that Canberra cunts. Go fuck your sisters and spread the Viking clap. Actually, go Manly. I, I had not heard of Canberra. I thought that was Tasmania. I didn't think that there was like an incest problem in, in Canberra, but perhaps there is. Uh, Consider me educated. Look, I've, I haven't heard that either. Could be that it's just that cold. No one wants to go outside. Yeah, that's understandable, I guess. So, yeah. At B underscore Jeffcott. Stop passing to other people. Just pass it to Rapana. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I tell you. He did... Like, Rapana did his best to make them do that. I mean, he was like... They'd start a set off and they'd get up to about 30 metres out and Rapana's over there on the left and then he'd come around and for, towards the end of the set he'd come around and get outside BJ for the rest so, of the set. The, there you go. Twill Nation. Throw it out. Come back to us with your team of um, team carriers. You know, this this week we had Rapana mm-hmm. trying to do it all for Canberra. We had Ash yep. Taylor trying to do it all for the Titans. Yes, yes. Come back to us with a, a team of players. And you've got the origin position discrepancy. You can play them, you know. Oh, you, if they're good enough, you can... You can if, if they're good enough... You fit them in a position somewhere. It. Yep. So come back to us with your team. All right. There you go. Finally... 
Panthers 38 defeated the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 0. And from a dismal crowd at ANZ, the uh, Panthers scorers were um, Harawira Cleary double to Mitch Rain. That's the most hilarious part of this game, in my opinion. Matt Moylan, Wanga Blake, Josh Manhor uh, made a fantastic return. Mm. Cleary, five or seven conversions. Harawira Nara re-signed. Yeah, apparently he wasn't going to either, and then he's all of a sudden he has. Well, it's because his other option was your cunt club. Yeah, I don't think that was the case. I mean, no, everyone, everyone, everyone would want to come to us. So I mean, if we were, if we were, if we tabled a legitimate offer, I'd say we pulled the offer. Do you know? Do you know the only person willing to come is fucking Tim Simona and his match fixing cronies. I wonder what Tim Simona's up to these days. I don't know. Probably preparing prepared. his legal defence. I guess Pre- prepared to fucking take a dive. <laughs> preparing, preparing his anus for jail life. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. He's going up to those emo kids and trying to find out where they buy those things they use to stretch out their earlobes. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to work um, it up to prison gauge by the time the sentencing hearing. <laughs> Team, have you seen the bowl from the microwave? <laughs> Fuck me. Um, so recently at the vill- at the village room, right <laughs> back when they see it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, he resigned. That was only today, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's good news for for Penny. Fantastic news. Um, yeah, he he's obviously a- meet some other promising young fellow is going to be uh, on the outer, but uh, well, the salary cap will be fucking blah busted, and you'll be Melbourne storming it. No, fuck that. Give him second contracts with Ugg Boots and fucking Winnie Blues. The NRL's in <laughs> such fucking ramshackles. They can't afford an investigator to come and look over these things. Well, even that, but, you know, you tell me that there isn't a fucking decent defence in, well, you can't ping us for shit because you gave impressions that, and uh, so we signed up to the level of. Yeah, I don't think that, I don't, oh, yeah, I mean, that's that may be true, but I don't think that that would hold if the, you know. I reckon there's fucking every chance it would. Yeah, just not quietly. Sh- not but, sure. Um, yeah, look, it it was a, a good win, and there are a lot of points put on. Um, there, there's a lot. Of it positives. was good that it was a full game, rather than you know just you know sporadic moments. Second half. Yep. Effort. Yep. Um, it's not like we came up against a, a massive opposition. No, and holding the Bulldogs to nil is not challenging at all. I mean, all the good teams do it, right? Exactly. So and. And there's been times we've spoken before that, that with Canberra, you know, especially last year, that you really only had to defend five tackles mm-hmm. because there was going to be no attacking kick. Yep. Um, this was an extrapolation of that where you really only had to defend a third of the field. They Just throw a blanket over the fucking entire yeah, playing so, area. And, and even the times that they did choose to go wide, yep. it was slow and the depth was there, but the yep. depth worked against them. Yep. Um, so, you know, we were talking about, you know, I think you said before, Mansour for Origin. Yeah. Um, well, no, the, 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 uh, Mansour for Origin was a thing that people were saying before he even came back. Yeah, exactly. But and um, but he he was absolutely gassed. Well, my my thought was that is there's just no fucking way, like he let him work up to it. But Origin three, it's like two weeks away. Origin three, you know, like fucking stay the fuck away from my winger um but you know he, he had 
already, even if he even if he gassed out, uh, uh, you know, fifty minutes in, he's still better than a better option than yeah, fucking true. Ferguson. Um, give, gives away a fair fair height advantage to Oates, though. <laughs> so. Yeah, but he would, I mean that would mean he would just play better position and wouldn't and wouldn't have to rely on like height v height or like come come into contest late like fucking Ferguson because he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Either that or Oates would just see his beard and his testicles would retract back into his abdomen. Yeah, exactly, just completely negate him. But um, you know, again, it, it, I think the the Panthers are starting to get a, a groove in terms of their role on with how their forward pack works. Um, you know, Tamau's obviously passed his rep days mm-hmm. uh, and and accepted that. But then that rotation we have when when he and and Mez get tired, that you've got people like Latu, yep, who come on and and have even more impact. Uh, Merrin finally fucking looks to be fit. Yep, you know I, d- I don't know what what the fuck's taking him so long. Shame, I reckon. Plan. Um, I reckon he just copped it so much that's like filtered down through through his missus network. <laughs> and he's just yeah. like fuck. I'm punching here. I need to. <laughs> I sort my shit out. But um, I'll tell you what. The the one positive for Bulldogs fans, Sam Cassiano is going to lose some weight <laughs> because he will have to put down one of his pies. Yep. As he walks around holding fucking RCG's pocket for the next week. Um, that man has no sense of self-preservation <laughs> whatsoever. And it was fucking fantastic. He, he really stood up to him. Um, and late in the game, when when Cass has gone for his big run, and bounced him off, mind you, yep. but he, he knew that he was going to be around there yep. somewhere, yep. and it was enough to make him look up and fucking spill the ball. Um, more than at six, I think, was a, a smart move. Look, you know, there's and and there's a, a Penrith Panthers supporter who who said to me like, "Oh, yeah, I'm all behind Hook now." And, you know, like that's not sack Hook. Honestly, this was not a fucking move that was forced on. You know, this this is not forced on by injury or anything like that. This is just a move that came fucking thirteen weeks late. Well, but yeah, I'd- yeah, I'll give you credit for getting there in the end. <sighs> Yeah. But what the fuck were you doing when Bryce Cartwright didn't want to do it fucking a month ago and exactly. he's getting slammed? Exactly. Why not then? You know, it's yeah. he he represented his fucking state there. Yeah. Was it because they needed to wait until fucking Mansour was back just to give more confidence for the the back three or something? You know, before no, taking Moylan out of there. Like, I just don't understand the timing. I mean, it, yes, it's, this was the right move. Yes, this was a good move. Yeah. But this move is way fucking three months late. Yeah, so. Ed- Edwards is there and available. Yep. And and spent time on the wing yep. early in the season. Yep. And then, fuck for reasons unbeknownst to me, I don't know mm. what it was, but for some reason Peter Hicku was a better fucking choice to yep. have in the outside backs. Um, Moylan did, did well. You know, let, let's not go giving him fucking Dally M's yet, although very quietly I did jump on him. <laughs> At eighty at eighty one dollars, you're not not getting it started around thirteen. <laughs> he, he, he was at eighty one dollars. I got some. I got the tip. The yeah, yeah. The more you put actually, on, the more you get back. <laughs> no, no, that's worth it's worth a tenner. Yeah, but um, he's not going to play Origin. Yeah, I guess you'll only lose ten bucks. That's it. So, um, the the Panthers were, I think, a more controlled performance. Yeah, you know, uh, Mitch Rain got a haircut. And now he's a fucking world beater. I tell you what, and like uh, I don't know if it was you. I don't know. I don't know if it's you, but I mean, like I know a lot of parents were dreading the fucking days that you were forced to use Mitch Rain. <laughs> dreading them. Um, 
Again, mate, in, in a similar vein to Benji, mm-hmm. maybe getting dumped by the Dragons was the best thing that ever happened to him. Maybe. You know, he, what, was, what is it, six seasons at the Dragons? There's a lot, yeah. Yeah, like enough for him to be uh, shocked that he yep. was languishing in reserve grade. Yep. Um, but he, he didn't do himself or his family any dishonour. No fucking hurry curry for him. Ex samurai <laughs> that he is. Um, but yeah, Harry just Curry, a, you're such a fucking seventies Australian. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, um, but again, you know, he showed it again when, when Moylan's on and and he's playing through the line. Yep. Uh, and and I'd I'd like to give a, a shout out to I think one of the most underrated players in the entire league, in Isaiah Yeo. Yep. Uh, who, who was just phenomenal. Like, he, he's not a, a massive, bulky guy, but um, really makes that left edge his own and, uh, and was instrumental to the win. Occupy Duckburg. The Mup. As a pub side that Jason Smith used to play for, the Bulldogs are more like the pub that Jason Smith used to own. Unpack that. Michael Darren, 79. Rumours about an NRL player strike. Bulldogs jumped in early with a go slow this week. <laughs> King Levius, which does not roll off the tongue at all. Is it Levius or Levius? See, I say Levius, but he's like, no, it's Levius. 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 It's, Le- it's Levius like Leonidas. If I get 300, and he's like, this is yeah. the follower of a shit team. Uh, poor doggies I haven't seen someone beaten that badly since Bith didn't cook Uncle Bully some fucking eggs more than the mus hashtag more than the mus what a fucking strange hill to die on a brand of jeans <laughs> look I know you've just read his tweet but I'm still fucking stuck on his name oh it's his, yeah it's not his fault it's his parents fault right his name isn't Levi Ass. no no it's not no no, but he's like going to add that that you know that that sound of like you know something like Leonidas, even though that's the uh, see what I'm saying. Okay. Sounds to be Le- Levi's. Okay. He, he just really likes that fucking. Like he, really, he really likes that movie Three Hundred. I don't know. Sounds like a rejected ad campaign for denim from the eighties. <laughs> I've seen, uh, I've seen, uh, speaking of Uncle, uh, Uncle Bully, or, uh, not Uncle Bully, thinking of Once a Warrior, if I can see Tim Warren Morrison, is, uh, down at Supernova is in he? Sydney. Yeah. yeah nice. I was, he was in the Brisbane one, I was like, well, cause my, my daughter, she'd do, she dress up as Moana, like she, like she likes to do, and she could be Moana, and he's going, okay, he's Moana's dad, and I'd just have <laughs> like fucking blue singlet <laughs> jeans. I'd have an acoustic guitar. Go, yeah, time for our photo. Time for our photo. It was like on one side we got the fucking slipping away. Mate, take the man some fucking eggs. And then we got the, then we got your softer Moana's. See, I can t- I can tell how much you're enjoying it, but that reference is lost on me because I've I've got two boys. My house is nothing but fucking. You know, once the warriors. I mean, you got I know that who once the warriors yeah. are. Well, he play- He did the voice of Moana's father, and that's there's nothing deeper than that. He. I don't even a, know what a sung a few sung a few songs. Moana is. You fucking you you do. No, I you don't. Just, oh, you're kidding me. It's great. Is he a fucking Batman sidekick? Because if not, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Is it fucking Wonder Woman setting all sorts of new fucking boundaries for cinematic storytelling? Then no, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you realise it's not actually doing any of that at all. 
setting cinematic records asterisk. Is it the greatest fucking player to ever switch from fullback to number six in the history of the league? I dare say it wouldn't be the third. Well, I thought you'd have like a, I thought you'd have changes in his body. I thought you'd have one D Lockyer and uh, one C Munster ahead of you for five eights. No, I didn't say the most overrated. <laughs> no, no, you, I heard what you said. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, go back and watch the. Talk about getting off fucking track, Mario Siegs. Imagine being beaten thirty plus to nil twice in the opening twelve rounds, like the bad old days of West and Souths. Mm. Hashtag Bulldogs. Hash mm. pub side. Mm. Uh, Bethany underscore B underscore 97. Fucking you with your, you two with the underscores. Jesus Christ. Fantastic. Mitch Rain showed us that just like Ryan James and JDB, if you cut off your shit haircut, you can play better rugby league. Spot on. Fucking science. Shana 86. Can we just call it? Well, I, this is actually, there's a, a couple of people that was obviously... What do you call that when there's like you know separated people, but they have the, you know come up with the same idea at the same time? You know, like just plagiarism. No, no, not the plagiarism. The one that's the defence. The plagiarism is like we're too separated <laughs> geographically, and you like come up with the same thing. Fat hairy lazy was, uh, was the first to tweet us, and it followed by Shanta, uh, and they're both the same sort of the same gist is about. You've got to call Darren Lockyer old Matt Moylan now. Fucking no, yes, we do. Uh, GT three fifty one underscore Johns. Complete rubbish. We had to had to have him in there. There's a lot of tweets. We had to have Johns. Complete rubbish. They embarrassed the mighty blue and white tonight. Dead set. Pathetic ass effort. Pathetic troglodytes. That's when you know he's really mad. When he gets into the troglodytes. Fuck. Usually he reserves that one for the Cronulla side. <laughs> it usually goes in in tandem with like peptide guzzling or something like that. And of course the rabbits and the aforementioned peptide guzzling shark troglodytes had the buy. Joining us once again, later recording time for us than usual, but uh, we've got to give the warm welcome again to uh, to Nat Sinclair for the Ask Nat segment. Hello. And uh, this week we find you uh, stuck in traffic on the way to training. Yeah. <laughs> yay. <laughs> the joy. No, like yay, yay, because this week, I mean, this is, uh, you know, these are things that... I'm still happy. These are things we've only learned, learned you know, since having the segment and everything, but, you know, with the, the rotation... Yeah. Of the the girls in this uh-huh. morning. this week you're up out at Bathurst. Yep, and we're we're going to go for our fourth in a row, mm-hmm. which is just very exciting. Um, yeah. And now remind me, you were you Good. were uh, you working on the days when they won one, two, and three in a row? No, no, I've not. Big did. test. Big test then. I've not. Big test. Actually, no. In our little street, the only one that was at home was the mm-hmm. Warriors game. Um, but every other game I've used this year, it has been a lot. Yep. Um, but I have faith that I can um, change that luck around. If not, I'll be really that'll be really off-putting. So it will be the ultimate test if you're if you if you're actually like a you know a handbrake. If I'm a bad luck or... charm, I'll con- yeah. I'm throwing in the towel for the sake of this year, and I'll just oh, I was going to say I'll come back to the grand final, but then I don't want to do that. Do yeah, I? coming soon. Coming soon next next week will be uh, ask Jinx. The segment we yeah literally <laughs> uh, yeah so oh no I'm, I feel like I'm gonna jinx them now now we've said it now we've talked about it it's gonna become a real right, we'll, thing we'll, we'll, anyway we'll, hopefully we'll, we can win we'll see you're just gonna have to cheer good you have to cheer, cheer yep. you know you're gonna have to pull, pull out the performance of your life oh I will don't oh. you worry <laughs> I'm ready <laughs> <laughs> now uh, 
had a had a the the Penrith Panthers Instagram account or was it a Twitter account? That was an Instagram account, I think. Put a yeah. picture out with the NRL finals with the big letters and and, and you girls behind there. It was like oh, that was our Panthers. Yeah, 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 the Panther, yeah, the Pantherettes yeah. one, and uh, uh, yeah, like a throwback to the to the NRL finals and. And uh, so we had our Ben Dunn forty three tweets and say, you know, um, maybe the the problems with the, with the Panthers on field performances came with the demise of the cat suits. Can I bring up that we almost came last in the second year that we had the cat suits? Well, <laughs> so that's um, there's no logic behind that. <laughs> I, when I saw that immediately, I thought of that horrible year in between the good yep. years. Um, so we made finals in the threes, the cat suits. We made finals twice in the middle. Um, it was round 26, our first night, battle for the uh, wooden spoon. So there goes that theory. Yeah, well, they say you know, 60% of the time they worked every time, though. Yeah, okay, we can, we can run with that. <laughs> uh, f- uh, this is funny because, I mean, obviously your, your, your thoughts, if, if this question had have came in for last week's show... It would have been a totally different context, I think, it would have, uh, yeah, to what it is today. But uh, from at Fat Hairy Lazy, what are your thoughts on Moylan at six? Oh, can I just can I have half, half an hour? Yeah, go on. We, we, oh, we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we all know I'm a Moylan fan, um, and I'm even more of a Moylan fan at him with five eight. Um, he. Um, he always has played like it forever, anyway. Um, and I think he was outstanding. Like, he was ridiculous. So, um, yeah, I'm so excited about it. Finally, Hook is, you know, I love Hook now. He can stay. Yeah. No more sack Hook. Like, he can hang around because he's, yeah, it's the best thing for, you know, him and Nate work together nicely. Um, he just, he's, he's, he's in better form than people realise at the moment. And I think that when he comes into 5'8", that's going to really show it. He's going to have more chance to, you know, get the ball and be able to orchestrate little things like he always does at fullback, but he's going to have more chance to do it now. Sure. So, um, big fan, big fan. Would you say he's like looking like a young Darren Lockyer? Or perhaps... Young Darren Lockyer. perhaps would Darren Lockyer be looking like an old... An almost 26-year-old. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think maybe, maybe Darren Lockyer looks like an old Matt Wilson. <laughs> Uh, it's funny. We had a comment and um, uh, about. Um, well, I was talk- I was sort of joking, joking about shutting you up, and um, and we had, we had a com- we had a yeah. comment from Cruzy zero six, and he said that every time Arsenal comes on the pod, I keep checking if the speed's on the correct count. <laughs> I have a lot to say in a short time to get it out, so it really makes most exactly. of it. Exactly. <laughs> now we've got true, and I think it's I think it's two underscores. So true underscore underscore grits. I said, uh, what's the most extreme thing oh. you've seen a fan do in support of Penrith? Oh, there's been a few tattoos that you see um, on a pretty regular basis. I saw a guy, I saw a guy, I saw, have... I saw a guy destroy his ankle with a Zorb. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> that old thing. <laughs> but you know what? In all seriousness, we actually have... Um, we pretty much have had the same fans yep. um, come to the game for the past five years that I've been cheerleading. And we actually have... A- that they drive from the central coast to wherever they're playing every week. And that's a pretty good effort. That's like three, four hours um, to the game. And they will do that whether if they are winning, if they are losing. And that happens a lot. Um, so, you know, even from different states, they come down regularly for the game. So I guess um, that's pretty extreme and, and it's pretty great as well, actually, to see them there all the time supporting them because, you know, it's just nice to do that sort of thing. So, yeah, that's um pretty regular occurrence 
for our family. So, so, so just extreme amounts of travel is the most extreme thing you've seen? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, besides, yeah, besides, like, breaking your leg and that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, like, your tattoo that you do yeah. see. Um, that's, yeah, that's probably the only thing that really springs to mind. Have you said, are they, like, good tattoos or are they shit tattoos? Uh... I don't know, can it be a good tattoo? Like, it's usually just something to do with a logo, something to do with a win, there's a year in there, you know, um, the standard. I think, we, we, I think we can all agree that when it comes down to like the benchmark for shitty tattoos regarding Penrith, um, justify your existence from your mate. Joe Summit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, actually, on that topic, my sister after the game, um, I came home and she was just like, like, I want to get a tattoo. I was like, what are you going to get a tattoo of? She's 20, she's 20 years old. Like, I want to get a handsome tattoo. And I was like, sorry? She's like, I want to get a handsome tattoo. And she's like, I want to, I want to write the year won the grand finals there. I want to leave the little bit of space for the next one. And I was like, we won one game. <laughs> and you've already got plans for your tattoo with all the years that we win the premiership. <laughs> that's great. That's great. <laughs> so we might have another one added great to that. Great fan, though. Super fan. Great fan. Awesome fan. Yeah. Okay, um... We had one here uh, from uh, Hey Sam Warden, and he said, uh, "Whom is the worst inclusion into their respective team?" And he's gone, uh, "Leisha or Love It." Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> Easy. Really? Because I mean, because I, I, I feel yeah. Leisha's in a more <laughs> critical position for, no. his, for his side, and he's just yeah. Uh-uh. Okay. No, because I think I've, I've seen Leisha at, at times do do semi. Was that back at Cronulla? Like, I, I've seen it. I, yeah, yeah, but I've still yeah. seen it, right? Like, it happens. I can't say the same for Love It. Yeah. And I'm, I'm coming from a family of Tiger supporters who, who literally, like, just, they, they can't. <laughs> <laughs> they can't, <laughs> to put it nicely. <laughs> so, Speak, speaking, of, um, speaking of Tiger supporters, how, how's your poor little brother? Oh, my little brother. <laughs> so, yeah, well, he had a nap through the whole game, which is pretty smart of him, actually. And then he woke up, and I obviously posted it on Twitter, and then he was upset with me. And I said, I put it on, on Twitter, and then he started crying until I deleted it. And he made me, like, do it in front yeah, of him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, he wasn't real happy, though. But I thought he was, I don't know, I thought it'd be funny. And then when it happened, his eyes actually, like, you can see, you can pinpoint the exact moment his heart breaks. And, and that <laughs> Like, I, I feel horrible like that. That's my yeah. brother. Um, but I did that too, so I actually felt quite bad. It was pretty quick too because I remember I saw it and I hit reply on it and then I went to send mm-hmm. my reply. Because just... I thought it would make him yeah. laugh. I thought it would make it better if I showed him, like, look, all these people on the internet responding to you. And he cried. So I understand. He was, you know, fragile at that time. He ain't about, he ain't about that Twitter life, about that social media life. No, he will be one day he's 10. So let's give you some yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> You've scarred him now. He just, he, he, he just can't. He, he just can't. Yeah. He's, he's never going to open up an account now. He just can't do it. No. No. <laughs> uh, okay. We had a comment from our, our Lewis Brown, legitimate Lewis Brown uh, account. Cameron yeah. Munster was the first fullback to switch to 5 8 and 6 seed, so shouldn't Moylan be called the next the next Munster? Uh, don't we remember Origin 3? Yeah. So, uh, when, um, I think. He uh, played five eight. So technically, I think I think the less said about the about the Lewis Brown account. Um, <laughs> next year, next year, Manly Manly won't be playing a million dollars in salary cap down, and uh, so Lewis can you know find his way over to England and do whatever he likes. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be happening. <laughs> Oh, that's it for the questions. Oh, we did have, um, yeah, as I was saying earlier to you before we started recording, but um, 
we've got another Ask Nat hashtag user on the on, on the, the Twitter sphere, and uh, this time it is uh, Natalia Nightheart, aka Natty, aka daughter of Jim the Anvil Nightheart in the WWE. And I was a super fan. I used to be a WWE super fan when I was younger. Um, like when I was, you know, primary school and then. So I am honoured to share the hashtag with her. So she's currently the favourite, the favourite uh, alternate user now, uh, beating out Natalie and Brulia and that kid that you Yeah, teach. definitely. Oh, 100%. Yep. And that other random yep, girl. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Poor girl. <laughs> awesome. So as always, if you have questions for Nat, hashtag ask Nat is the best way to find them. I mean, you can tweet it at us and at Nat as well if you like, but I mean, if you use that hashtag, we'll find it no matter what. And there are a couple of ones in there that sort of yep. go unhashtagged. So that, that's fine if you need to save characters or whatever, you know, go for it. Or you can, you know, send us an email or um, hit us up on Facebook. All good. Uh, yeah, send your questions through, you know, before you know, lunchtime on Wednesday if you want to get them on the, get them on the show. And uh, so far, good time for both our teams. Hopefully they can continue. Oh, amazing time. Yeah, four in a row. <laughs> it's it's like so much, so much like better a than, than the <laughs> And it was actually like a legitimate thing yeah. too. Like it wasn't the one that the team gave you in the second half when they just dropped their bundle. I mean, this one, the team dropped their bundle no. and won. Oh, literally. No, yeah, this is great, actually. It was really, um, yeah, I don't know. It was um, it was reminiscent of last year. Now, I'm just hoping that we can carry on against real first-rate NRL teams <laughs> because that's something that <laughs> we haven't really done so far, if we're going to be completely honest with ourselves. Um, so, fingers crossed. I think the Raiders count as a, as a decent opposition. They're not the greatest at the moment, but I think they count. So if we win, we actually get due credit. Raiders, the Raiders are prob- probably like they're probably the best team in the comp until that, until yeah, Manly's beaten them on two occasions. Golden point. <laughs> <laughs> and now they got his wife, Dylan Walker, terrorising yeah, them. <laughs> exactly. Hey, so the funny thing is, like for doggies fans, I mean, like yeah, we we love our listeners who are doggies fans. Um, they can't yeah. see when you do air quotes and stuff. Um, we yeah. love them, uh, but but our teams now we over the last. Occasion that we both played them. Now we're like seventy-four nil. Ooh, nil. That's the hard part, isn't it? Like you didn't even manage to one point against either of our teams. Doggies, doggies are bad bitches. I know. Are they going to stop listening? Are they going to be able to? Are they going to have nightmares, recurring nightmares every time they hear one of our voices? You know, <laughs> it's um. <laughs> We'll, we'll soon see. We will. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, dog, doggies, are, doggies are absolutely our bitches. And, uh, they are. They are. Not a moment too soon. Look forward to it every time we play them. Naturally, it things. It's the way it should be. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. All right. It's going to be when we play each other. It's going to be fun, too. It's going to be on. Manly versus, um, and it's 8, eight July. Oh, 8 July. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah. It's the day I come back from America. So, um, I'm going to the game. I'm not cheerleading, but I'll be going and watching after a very long flight. So, <laughs> we will Talking see. about that game as it gets closer. Mm, uh, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's going to be a sad way for you to return from a great holiday, but... Yeah. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we will soon see. We will start already. We're ages away. We're like a month away. <laughs> it's already started. But, uh, yes, yes. We shall see. We shall. Um... Yay. Thanks very much for joining us again. And, uh, no worries. Thank you. Uh, enjoy training, and we will see you on the sidelines this week. Yes, you will on Saturday night.
previews for whatever the fuck it is, round 13, isn't it? 14. 14. Jeez. Mm. The season is getting away from us. Lucky we're in the eight. Um, it is slip sliding away. Slipping away from... <laughs> the nearer you get to your destination, the more you're slip sliding away. Cronulla Sutherland Sharks take on the Melbourne Storm grand final rematch at Reclaim Australia Coliseum. I mean, stadium. Oh, fuck, I get confused. Tag these fucking things on Facebook so I can remember what they're called. Mm. Um, it's late. Now, uh, this wasn't the case when when got the notes together, but since then, Cooper Cronk has been rested from this game. Mm. So disrespect from Craig Bellamy. Because he's literally put it out there, Cooper Cronk is being rested. rested. So it's like, fuck the Sharks. <laughs> we, 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 uh, even though you beat us in the grand final... We have so few fucks to give that we're going to rest our best player. Hmm. Um, I had the Storm... Well, everything I was was going to say is out the window. I had the Storm narrowly winning because the Sharks have been winning but have kind of been playing a bit a bit undisciplined, giving up a lot of penalties and things like that. And that's something that the Storm would just capitalise on. And the Storm won't be that side. They'll be they'll be robotic. They'll get through their sets. Yeah. They'll but when you start, start taking Cooper Cronk out of the equation now, their kicking game completely changes. That's it. And the, 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 I, I'm thinking of reversing my tip and, and and going to the Sharks. And also, you know, there's it is it is disrespectful resting him if he's not injured at all. Yeah, I get the Storm wanting to. Yeah. They, they've done it before. This is not new. So the does, Storm that bring, done. does that bring Riley Jacks? I believe Riley Jacks comes in. Okay. Who was great last opportunity? Let's yeah, be real. Definitely. It was fantastic. Um, or the, you know, have have we seen a, a Jackson Munster successful combo? You know, Mun- yeah. Munster had his his jaw broken, which brought yeah, Jackson true. to the side. Yep. Um, both of them are used to being the foil to Cronk. Yeah. And how do they go together? But and you do look at people a bit, you know, like Widdop and and then uh, Blake as well, like, you yeah. know, taking the time. That's it. To uncronk themselves, mm. so, to disconnect themselves from the sinews of one C cronk. Uh, and, and let's be real, the, the last time that the the Sharks and the Storm have, have had decent matchups, Slater wasn't in the picture either. Yeah, and like a, he's in superlative form yeah. at the moment. Like he's almost almost career best, except for the fact that he's lost the, some of that physical attributes, like the speed. But otherwise, as far as just, I mean, he is playing as good as he possibly can. I think, yeah. in this stage of his career, which is a very high level. Well, you, you look at, you know, you talk about longevity. Mm. Fuck. And, and again, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here, but I'd say Luke Lewis is close to all time. Yeah. In terms of longevity. And he's far from the player he was yep. when he won his favourite premiership in 2003. Well, he's had his... He, he's, you know, one of those guys like, you know, Ruben Wickey as well. He started out there. And then yeah, gradually what I'm saying, moved what in, I'm saying you know? is he's changed his skill set. Yeah, yeah. He, what he lost, he's made up for yeah. in other areas. And Slater's yeah. doing that, doing that at the moment. Um, I, you heard it first, Slater to the pack. I, <laughs> Edge fucking <laughs> ball playing lock of the future. <laughs> um, I, I honestly think that the, the Sharks have enough in them to, to make the Storm emotional and put them off their game. I just the think that they're going to be better now. I think just, I think you take Kronk and the control and the game management out. Yep. I think it completely changes the the game. It and does. The, and given that that it is a, a revenge match sort of thing, uh, or a, a grand final replay kind of thing, uh, maybe that will get the discipline on the Sharks better. Maybe they'll be like, "Fucking okay, we're aiming up this week." 
you know, this is a thing that they need to galvanise them a bit and uh, yeah. Yeah, get them focused in the lapses where they do lose their discipline a little bit. Yeah, it's just for you, or have the Sharks, like, really not been right since Flano came out and admitted that he bullshitted to them basically all of last season every time he spoke to them? <laughs> so, Possibly. Anyway, yeah, I'm tipping Sharks. Yep, so I have to remember to go in and change one because I did tip the Storm, but, yeah, with uh, with Cronk out, no way. Mm. Uh, the mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Newcastle Knights at Brookvale. It's a pub game. Um, okay, so for this one, Tafu is out. So they've named Jonathan Wright as the winger, and Matty Wright continues his run as a fullback. Mm. However, the interesting addition to the squad is uh, one number twenty-one, Tom Trebojevic, making a potential return far in advance of the initial diagnosis. So not only is he an amazing player in the future of the sport, but he's also applied that effort face. And channeled it <laughs> into his injuries, and he's also yeah you know, has like a you know healing factor, you know, not unlike one of the club patrons, you know Hugh Jackman Wolverine. As in, it's pretend. As in, he just heal the fuck up quickly and get back to fucking carving teams up. And in this case, what more do you need for a willing victim than the Newcastle Knights? <laughs> <laughs> this is a real test for Manly to see where they're at. Haven't there been some fucking times this year where the best possible thing for a team is to go up against Newcastle and it's happened? Yeah, well, I mean, this is the, as, as injury, as crucial injury injury um, as we've been like for a little while, I think, this year. We've had a fairly decent run through injuries. Um, but yeah, any week, it's, it's, like a, it's like a situation like when you get a player sent to the sim bin. I mean, the amount of time you can get away, you know, the amount of time you can kill without being in danger, the better. And yeah, you know, and here we got the you know the knights, and uh, this is this is a, a danger game. This is a real this is a game that where we're really going to see where Manly are at. I mean, they need to win this game like forty points to ten. They need to put them to the fucking sword with no, no mercy. No, you actually need to win it forty-one nil to impress me. Well, no, because I mean the the it's not a grand final. The knights aren't two million dollars over the salary cap. No, it's been... Well, Penrith did him 40 nil this year. So unless you're doing 40 nil, fuck off to Perth and take your diving fucking antics with you. You know what? I'll be happy if we win 4 nil. I just want the two points, for starters. But yeah. I think that That's this is a good side to play if you want to try out this whole complete performance thing and not have like a second half lapse and, it's, you know, not let them in and, you know, that kind of it's thing. It's sad what Barrett's done to your expectations. It's a results-driven business, mate. And the result is two points on the ladder. However, I would, personally, I would like to see them win by enough that when, you know, that when the Broncos take their next origin-affected L, that's enough for us to leapfrog them on the ladder. Because Fantastic. we just, just fell short last week, unfortunately. Uh, if the halftime score had have, had have stuck, we would have we would have uh, jumped the Broncos. Mm. But, um, look, yeah, I, th- I don't think there's any, uh, any, any real danger of Manly losing this game. Um, Fucking Uwade to score five. Revenge, Fucking grudge match. I mean, let's, let's face it, Uwade's scoring all the tries anyway. Yeah. But when he's actually got, like, a revenge game... You know Dylan Walker be dishing every single one. Dylan Walker breaks the line 10 metres out, no one to beat, and he was like, he run into the in goal area, and instead of putting it down, he go, here you go, have another one. Fantastic. <laughs> he just wants to see him at the top of the fucking score. Try scorers list, that'd be amazing. Uh, where are we? Broncos Souths. Broncos Souths. Suncorp. 
Okay, so Milford is back in the six this week uh, with Hunt. That's, a, that's the first time we've seen Hunt and Milford together for a little while. Yeah. Um, but just Benji has been pushed like back Oregon. into the extended reserves now, out of the seventeen. Origin, like is, Milford's there, but is he there? Well, I don't know. You know, Kieran. Yeah. Kieran Foran's a dad, but is he a father? Yeah. Or is it the other way around? I can't remember. Which is a good one. <laughs> Which is a good one that's not just a sperm donor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, need to watch Boys in the Hood again. <laughs> I'll see you at the party. Any fool with a dick can make a baby. <laughs> it's a real man. <laughs> real man. <laughs> um... Nikarima is back on the bench in uh, 17. Mm-hmm. Benji has been pushed out again, so uh, as has the, the Broncos' chance of winning this game, quite frankly. <laughs> 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 the, look, on paper, I mean, this is, uh, you know... Uh, Reynolds uh, has been named. I've heard whispers that he won't be playing. Um, yeah, he tends, to, he tends to go the other way around, though, doesn't he? He tends to be, like, named out in the 21 somewhere. And then come and in. And then come in, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he... He's he's not the only attacking option that that Souths have, but his control of a game definitely puts him in better stead against Brisbane. His kicking game um, makes instantly makes them better, and if not a viable contender to win, mm. at least you know puts him in the contest. You know, the last time they met was the one where where Milford kicked the the field goal. Yeah, and they got fucked over. They, yeah, then they, yeah, Souths got fucked over on the referee decisions a couple of times. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, to, to be honest, I think this South team's different from that South team. Yeah. The the belief's almost gone. Yeah, the, the very week after that game, they got absolutely fucking pounded and, by us as well. Yeah, and especially when their fucking CEO Hurrells came out and admitted this week that basically we're sorry to the fans, we've done a really bad job of managing our roster after we won the grand final, mm-hmm. and we're pretty much at the stage where we need to rebuild the entire roster. Yep. Um, but the... Yeah, that that can't do much for fucking morale <laughs> on the field. What? I'm one of the shit ones. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think Brisbane take this fairly easy. Yep, agree. Um, despite not having uh, Benji in the side, disgrace. Titans taking on the uh, Warriors. Hope Solo Coliseum. Mm. So it's a home game for the Warriors for sure. Every every Kiwi related game I've been there has just been fucking. It'll probably be their biggest crowd of the season outside of a Queensland derby, mm. and uh, if not, if not, their outright, you know, most packed game of the season. Now, am I correct in saying that Sean Johnson has never lost to the Titans? And is that enough for the Warriors to fucking do something? No, I just, I just don't know. No, I don't think that that's any sort of actual, you know, relevant, yeah. relevant hoodoo, but... Hain going to fullback. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Roberts has disgraced himself. No, I think so. I think so. Um, and so with his, with his benching, that's... That is like a punishment move, though, right? Yeah, or, or it could just be that, you know... Jesus Christ, where do we put you? You know, Peasy's yeah. healthy again. Taylor's yeah. playing out of his skin. Yeah. And, you know, LG's not setting the world on fire, but he's he's not disgracing himself. Um, we'd still love to have you coming in and and having an impact. Yeah. You know, so, yep. so where do you play him when he comes on? Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, he has to... 
you know, it's, did, it's like some kind of second second hooker sort of role, right? Well, yeah, that's it. Do you do you throw him in for for Pulu or yeah, anyway? Right. But yeah, again, he's well, while he's not a a world beater, he he certainly hasn't hasn't disgraced himself and and the effort he puts in every week's yeah good, you know, kept him in the team, but. Um, I, I think that this is a chance for the Titans forwards to step up, and they really need to after a couple of the performances they've put in. So um, I'm going to go the Titans at home. Yeah, these are, there was a couple of games in the middle here. It was uh, this Titans one was probably the first time where I thought where I had a bit of trouble uh, picking it, but um, I think I'm going to go with the Titans. Mm. I think. Yeah. All right. Next up, Panthers take on the Raiders in Bathurst. So, no change to the Penrith side, of course. Why would you change a side that won fairly handily? Um, the Raiders lost uh, Dynamis Louie and uh, Shannon Boyd to injury at various stages of that game last week, so those guys are out. And uh, Soliola comes into the starting lineup as a result, and uh, Bateman moves into the side on the bench. Fucking great in Arrested Development. Be a good test, um, you know. Whilst the Raiders aren't in in the form they were in last year, it's still a a team of decent size and tenacity. It's a team that's not one we, of the bottom three sides in the competition at the moment. Bottom five, motherfucker. <laughs> bottom five are the ones we've beaten. Okay, fucking bottom three, me. Um, but you know, with with still with the strike power they've got. Yep. The thing that let us down early in the season was our defence. Everyone knows we've got points in us. And, and with Moylan at six, we're basically just fucking ejaculating tries everywhere. Yep. But but if our defence can stand up to the 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 right hand attacking side of the Raiders, yep. Uh, I'll I'll be very impressed with that. I think Penrith will uh, do the Bathurst crowd proud and put fifty on them. Fifty. All right. 50. Uh, I've I've I think I've tipped you guys. I have. How could I not? Because in Canberra garbage, we've we've ended their season, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've killed their morale. Mm. Um, the Eels take on the Cowboys in Darwin. This mm. is one. This was one that I, I think I had the most trouble with picking the winner for. Um, well, yeah, okay. So Hoffman's out. So oh, Manor returns at prop. Well, there's a fucking big boost for the Eels. I say with air quotes that you can't see me doing. Um, Chance for Smooth Corey to come back. He's on number 21 on the reserves. I haven't heard anything about how likely likely that is. Um, I kneel back for the Cowboys. I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I mean, he's been... You know, has he been completely ruined as a player? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he's been completely ruined. I think he's been humbled. Yeah. You know. Thurston, once again, named in the reserves. To what end, I'm not sure. Did you see last week the uh, the referees had a Rabs moment? What did they do? They've they've confused. I think it was Maroa and Takarangi. Okay. Because they because are because of the right, yeah. You know they've both got the the ponytail. Yep. Thing happening. Yep. Um, and I I think it was Maroa was offside, mm. and Takarangi's picked up the ball. From and an just, onside and, position, and so I've just gone. Okay, and they've, just, they've yeah. blown the penalty and gone. Dude, you're offside, <laughs> and so they've gone back and looked at the vision again, and it was. Oh. And it was 
one of the only times, like normally the commentators will go fucking on and on and yeah, on yeah. and on and on. There you go. Okay. They've just gone, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say another fucking word. Oh, um, tremendous. I've totally forgotten about that. Another week at training with them. Um, you know, Mitchell Moses was, was shown up again in defence last week. Yep. But um, Manu Mau seems to be uh, making it his mission to to try and shield to him. To be his Tony Carroll. That's it. I was going to say Kevin Costner, but you know, if you want to go that route. I was talking about you know, a real... Uh, I was just thinking of another defensive liability who had someone you know try and cover up their shit. And I was thinking of Darren Lockyer and Tony Carroll. Okay. I was... That's the first thing. That's the first example that always comes to mind. I was more thinking that Mitchell Moses defends, as I assume Whitney Houston would. Now. Now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not in her heyday. Mate, she could take on the line. <laughs> From what I've heard. <laughs> Trouble was, Brown went through it too many times. <laughs> As was his prerogative. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking tremendous. Um, I, was, I was still struggle. It's, it's a Thurstonless Cowboys, perhaps. It, but they played yeah. kind of solidly last week. They looked pretty good. Um, but the Eels are slowly getting it together. They are. Um, and this is the dilemma that I have. In I, I think that if Gutho French and especially Semi, mm-hmm. the... The Eels may have too many points in them, um, but fucking Darwin, yeah, is almost an equal level of racism and you know humidity that the Cowboys would be used to. The perfect environment. Yeah. Mm. So it's tough. Flip a coin. I'm going to say the Eels at this stage, but I reserve the right to to change you know should there be any significant yeah, lineup changes okay uh west tigers take on the sydney roosters at Campbelltown roosters yeah all west tigers the other team <laughs> <laughs> the end mitchell pierce back for the roosters week. doggies take on st george illawarra dragons dragons yeah. well you know there have been changes to the doggies as there should be after getting fucked up so badly mm-hmm. um Holland and uh, and Lee have been um, sent down to the Reggies. Yep. Chase Stanley's back. Whoa. I didn't even know he was still playing. There you go. I thought he was a cripple. Um, okay, who else? So Reynolds returns. So that's probably that's that's big for them. He's a big in for the the dogs just yeah, from an James Graham returns. That's another guy also. You know from like their attitude side. Yep. Uh, Cassiano back to the bench. So look, it's a. Uh, so it's a better looking dog side. However, no chance of winning. It again, it's just that like the the fucking problem with this Canterbury side isn't Frawley starting the game. No. If like they they're starting with Embi at seven and Reynolds at six. If anything, you fuck off Lyca and mm-hmm. you put Embi at nine. Yes, agree. Or Reynolds at nine. Yep. One of the two. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd. My preference would always be to have somebody with a, a running style game as Reynolds does next to somebody who can kick, like Foley. Yep. yep. Um, and by can't really do either. Yep. But 
he's fast and maybe and he's got four ways of skills like you know he's he can pass the ball from dummy half you know I'm what? sure very adequately if he's half of what Happy Coruscant turned out to be yep as an ex playmaker going into the nine yep then then you're happy so no St George are, are way too mobile. Sorry, Dragons, that's a kiss of death, motherfuckers. I pick you to win easily. You're going to win so easily. Oh, my God, it's on my lock of the week. Fuck, that's it's a Monday it... night game. Oh, fucking happy days are back again. What the fuck is going on Monday? What are we ah, doing? public holiday in New South Wales. Oh, of course. One that we don't get to enjoy. Fucking chinless bitch that runs our state. <laughs> Change the fucking holidays around. <laughs> Oh, tremendous. So yeah, uh, if, if you were under any illusions, dragons to win easily. That is full time for episode 258. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, as always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. We're also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So thanks again to everyone who shares those posts. They are noticed every week. Um, iTunes, no new reviews this week. So if you've been delinquent and haven't done one yet, please get along there and uh, throw us a ranking or a rating and a review. Uh, Supercoach this week, NZ underscore Magpie 54 on top, followed by Lucky Punks, Ebenezer Rascals, Dingbats, Lamb of God, Junior Mints, Reach Around Robbo, The Wendells, Sesame Timbers, and Seaweed Steelers. I say that top 10 pretty much fucking set at this stage and has been jostling for position, but it is still very close up the top. That's why it's like five what 600 under 600 points from first to tenth so um you know knowing how the rounds go especially during origin time i mean it's uh anybody's tipping tbi dragons on top 70 am i winning which is uh my good mate lynn second on 69 tied with terry g then back one point we have one-eyed tiger and e underscore rascals a further point back we have a log jam from six through ten with kylie hebby nova john paraman 1973 and panto and uh i think paraman i think i've got 64 so the fucking push is coming he's uh burn burning the candle at both ends old paraman he is, he is, and uh, he jumped in on, on by virtue of getting a uh, seven out of seven last week. Keep it strong, brother. So, uh, yeah, well done to everyone. Halfway through the season means nothing. You might not be in there come the end. You might be in the fucking. You might be a hundredth. But well done on being in the top ten. Well, you might start from point. the bottom, like Penrith, and have a fucking undefeated run to glory. That would be amazing if someone like went through. Like they've been shit enough to be bottom. And half a season and then somehow they just get every tip right for the rest of the year <laughs> and plus they get the margin game close so they're like if they're, the little percentage thing that they have is the tiebreaker that comes down to the pretty much spot like on the, as well they do that thing where they've opened a cupboard mm-hmm. bent down to get something something distracts them they turn around and stand up and bash their head on the fucking corner of the cupboard yep and it somehow gives them the psychic ability to only predict NRL games on that tipping forum so yeah, like they can't actually convert it into money with like you know yeah, they can't like go betting, to betting or, or anything. Yeah, it's only it's just only, tips. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Fucking Hollywood, ring us. Yeah, like that that sounds like an absolute tearjerker. Something jerker. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Talk to you next week. Bye.
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.